Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. This is a Post Time with Mike and Mike production. Any rebroadcast or retransmission without the express written consent of Post Time with Mike and Mike is prohibited. Wiggle it, jiggle it, sends enough of it. Pops pocket now. They come down to the finish. Wiggle it, jiggle it. 147-3 track record shattered. Outside, always be Mickey, pacing home strongly. Shambala second, always be Mickey, is heading down to the line. Always be Mickey in 146! Yeah, it's a, it's a moment I'm never going to forget. I mean, uh, you don't get horses like these coming along, and uh, it's getting me emotional. It is resolved under the whip, shaking loose as Italy's Oasis B, and from between horses, Obrigado, far outside, Flanagan memory has come down to resolve, and Oasis B in the deep stretch, USA has won it. A magician, the one to reel in. Classic Martine rallies up into second. Then it's two dream on third. B, a magician, home free with Brian Sears. B, a magician, keeps her winning streak alive and wins the Hamiltonian Oaks. When she, she was out for a couple of months, but acting like she was getting sour and wanted to get back to work. Marauder on the far outside is coming. Southwind Frank to the lead. Marion Marauder charging hard on the outside. Southwind Frank. Marion Marauder is lunging late. These two come down the line. Marion Marauder! Were you confident after the wire that he did in fact get up? I was very confident he got up, but nobody else was, so thank God he got up. Devin Keeley, 19 years old. I'm going to go ahead and say the youngest to Triple Crown winning owner of all time. It has to be, feel pretty special. Yeah, all I can say is that I uh, just wish my grandma was here with me, the co-owner, and uh, just thinking about her right now. Second third panel, 27 seconds. Around the final turn, betting line, Oakland Sox on Western Bay. Crown from the Meadowlands is brought to you by Bet America. It's time to play the Bet America way. VIP Stables, bringing harness racing fans into the winner's circle since 1999. 
Ohio Casino Racing in Pompano Park, the winter capital of harness racing for over 50 years. Friends of Maryland Standardbreds, promoting standard bread racing in the state of Maryland and beyond. Embroidery Unlimited, your one-stop shop for all of your embroidery needs. Stable.ca, an affordable way to own a racehorse through fractional ownership and new vocations. Make your next horse an ex-racehorse. Night to Mike and Mike. A rivalry that has been overshadowed in 2016 is that of Southwind Frank and Marion Marauder, who have traded punches many times during the year. Marion Marauder became the first trotter since Glidemaster in 2006 to win the trotting Triple Crown, and he looks to continue his winning ways as he takes on arch-rival Southwind Frank and Bar Hopping, a rival also who beat him last week in Sutton. It is expected to be another great night of harness racing from the Garden State after seeing yet another epic stretch battle between Always Be Mickey and Wiggle It Jiggle It last night. Post Time with Mike and Mike is proud to present the 2016 Breeders' Crown. It is sponsored by Mullinax, and it is an absolutely gorgeous evening for live harness racing here at the New Meadowlands Racetrack. The, uh, no clouds in the sky, Mike Bozich, and uh, the winds are... Uh, Picking up just a little bit, but it's definitely warmer than it was last night. Yeah, certainly, Mike. Right now, we're joined by a very special guest. He is the boss uh, of the Meadowlands, Jeff Corral. Jeff, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Uh, first of all, let's talk about the race and your thoughts on the four great races yesterday, including that huge stretch battle between Wiggly Jiggle and Always Be Mickey. Well, that's what we were hoping for. Um, you know, there's such an advantage to have this mile track. Um, where post isn't that critical. And, uh, you know, that was something for the ages, really. I really thought Wiggle had had it. And then that other horse, just uh, the last few strides, just just dug in. Uh, they needed a shorter stretch, <laughs> and Wiggle would have won. Certainly. In your years in harness racing, do you ever remember uh, such a rivalry uh, like like uh, always be Mickey or Wiggle it, Jiggle it in the past? Yeah, we've had that um uh, but it goes back a long way. Uh, when I first started going to Roosevelt and Yonkers, uh, there were there were a lot of rivalries, um, and that's what made it so exciting, and that's what brought the fans in, and that's what uh, kind of tried to create by uh, trying to get these top three-year-olds to come back at four. Um, so, uh, but this is as good as it gets, really, because uh, you know they really dominate these two horses. You know, one of them wins and the other second pretty much all the time. So it's it's pretty exciting. Jeff, we know you and Jason are busy. We're not going to keep you too long, but do want to touch uh, coming up on Tuesday. Uh, next Tuesday, rather, it is Election Day. There is a ballot for expanded gaming on New Jer- uh, here at New Jersey, in the state of New Jersey. Your thoughts? Well, you know, we've made it clear that we think we're going to lose, unfortunately. It was a perfect storm of everything going against us, to be honest. Um, you know, you have a very unpopular governor. Uh, you have this Bridgegate trial. Uh, they very cleverly uh, embraced the concept of you can't trust Trenton. And for whatever reason, no one in Trenton ever said, you know, uh, objected to that. So it's like attacking people who basically seem to be okay with it. I, I don't know what else to say. You know, I, I don't know what other politician could be attacked without a response, but, um, and, uh, I think our campaign was, was not great. I really, uh, 
uh, I had a partner who had a lot to do with it, you know, and, and we were really trying to take the high road and they took the low road. And in politics, sometimes you got to go low. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm in it for the long haul. I've got, I've, uh, you know, I've got uh, and I good partners and uh, look to restructure the debt. And we've been uh, asking people to sponsor all our stakes, and we've had a pretty good response so far. So I think if I can get sponsors for all our major stakes, uh, that'll really help uh, the, our bottom line. And, uh, you know, uh, we're here to stay. I'm, I'm, I'm really annoyed, to be honest. And uh, I'm not going anywhere. And if I have to, I'll wait six years because in six years, there'll be casinos in New York. There'll be all seven of the casino licenses that were authorized under the referendum that passed in 2013 should be open. And that'll basically be the end of the discussion, to be honest with you. Yeah. All right. Well, Jeff, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Great racing. Do you have a lock uh, on the card here coming up? This race, I think Walner is a lock, (laughs) to be honest with you. But, uh, you know, it looks like speed hasn't been holding up, so it's a little tricky. But uh, he's... I remember uh, Linda trained some horses for me, and when this horse baby raced the first time, she said this is the best horse she's ever trained, and she's won a Hamiltonian, so that says a lot, and it looks like that she's right. Jeff, we certainly appreciate you joining us. You guys have been great to us. Thanks for the hospitality and the great broadcast location. Well, thanks for coming. Enjoy. All right. That was Jeff Corral, the boss of the Meadowlands. And, uh, Mike, we're buttoning up right up against the 6-8 here. We've got a couple of minutes to post, so we'd, uh, we're probably going to int- uh, have to hold off on introducing our broadcast team. We've got a good field of 10 here. Walner obviously is the favorite in this two-year-old Colton Gelding trot, Mike. Yeah, Walner is one to nine currently on the board. We're actually, Mike, we got a brief minute, so we'll just go ahead and take it real quick. Uh, that's okay with you. Uh, we're going to throw it to the third member of our broadcast team. Uh, she will probably be keeping it short from the back, and it's in the paddock with Jessica Ott. And Jessica, a darn near dead heat in that last race. Uh, give your thoughts real quick on uh, what's going on in the paddock. I mean, it was pretty amazing that last race, and the look on Nick Zurich's face when he met Marcus Miller was probably priceless. I mean, it was amazing. Um, the paddock is pretty full tonight. I look forward to talking with some of the trainers and drivers and caretakers, so we'll see just how tonight pans out. All right, Jessica, thank you. And Garnett Barnsdale is the fourth member of our broadcast team before we get to the Give It Gas and Go segment. And Garnett, we saw an almost dead heat in that last race. Racing's been very good tonight. Give your quick thoughts real quick. Yeah, racing's been great tonight, but one thing I noticed is uh, it may not be as kind to the front-end horses as it was last night. We have two Breeders' Crown races, and both were won by horses that came from, you know, a, a fair distance off the pace. Uh, so something to keep an eye on, and you know what? If you like a closer that's a long shot, take a stab tonight. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick, quick timeout for our VIP Internet Stable segment. It's Give It, Gas, and Go. Mike Bozich did a fantastic job on it, and here it is. In 2015, trainer John Bootenshade was doing what he does best, assessing young horses and their ability to be future stars on the racetrack. John uses a rating system based on several factors to find that next prospect. At last year's Lexington Select Yearling Sale, he found his next superstar. Give it gas and go. His lead is about three and a half lengths. Monster Hanover trying to cut into that margin of bet further back to Vegas Chuck. But just about every step belonged to Give It Gas and Go with Corey Callahan, no doubter here, by four and three-quarter lengths. Give It Gas and Go was purchased as a yearling for $32,000 
by the VIP Internet Stables, a racehorse syndication group that was started by Ed O'Connor and Tom Janes in 1999. O'Connor explains. A long time ago, when I was in college near Saratoga, New York, uh, I spent way too many nights at the harness track and really loved it. It's a great sport. It's got a lot of great people in it, as I've come to know. But, you know, at that point, I was, I was just a fan. I was a handicapper, as we talked about. Uh, after school and after uh, kind of a little bit of time in, in my career, I had some money to want to invest in a harness horse and, and started looking around for a partnership. And at that point, there were almost none. And the ones that were out there were, were kind of small. It was much different than the, in the harness game where partnerships are pervasive. So I said, well, why don't I start one? And I started with you know four or five guys and a little percentage of one horse racing at Rosecroft, and he did well. And we got more partners, and we got more horses. And my partner Tom came on a few years later and really helped us expand the stable. And it's been uh, bigger and better every single year since then. It's really just kind of grown upon uh, itself, and, and it's really been a joy to, to, to be involved with. In 2009, Ed and Tom were introduced to trainer John Bootenshane, who was looking to move out east from Chicago after the racing scene there started to struggle. Bootenshane conditions two horses in this year's Breeders' Crown two-year-old Colton Gelding Trot, Dover Dan, and Give It Gas and Go. It's been a long summer, or it always is a long summer, and you wonder what you have come to the end of it. But uh, the Colts have held up really well, and they've uh, performed good all summer and they are, had a good week going into the final so we're pretty excited and considering the fact that we got two in and neither one of them win um, and they drew one and five that was as good as I could have hoped to have drawn had we uh, been able to draw one through five had we won an elimination so uh, hopefully luck is going to be on our side in the race as it was in the draw. Give a Gas and Go has won 8 of 11 starts this season and is a Pennsylvania Sire Stakes champion. O'Connor says having a horse like Give It Gas and Go is huge for the morale of the VIP stable. Nothing showcases what we do better than going to the winner's circle. Uh, let me give you an example of how it affects some of our partners. So let me read you a really quick email we got from one of the guys involved in Give It Gas and Go. He says, we could never have afforded to own a horse like Give It Gas and Go until being part of VIP stable. We're in the breeder's crown, exclamation point. This is so exciting. Thank you so much. And I think that says it all. I mean, we got guys from all over the country, all over North America, who put up a little bit of money and really get some true joy out of this. And, and we're really looking forward to it. $252,000 on the line. Two-year-old Colton Gelding Trotters, race nine from Harris, Philadelphia. On September 11, 2016, Give It Gas and Go turned from prospect to champion. Out in the face of Moonshiner Hanover, looking for a big upset here. Affair of Honor stunning the gap off cover. Dober Dan's on three wide. They straighten away for the stretch drive. Give It Gas and Go on the inside, trying to hold off Muscles. Jared is a length behind now. Moonshiner Hanover's up the inside. Give It Gas and Go's under a drive. Inside Moonshiner Hanover, Muscles. Jared in between. Give It Gas and Go. Give It Gas and Go. Now a Pennsylvania State champion, the two-year-old son of Yankee Glide has his sights on a bigger prize, a Breeders' Crown Championship. The Breeders' Crown is where champions are made, and, and getting a horse that races at this level is, is one of the most exciting things we've had in the sport. It's really great. We asked Ed O'Connor and John Bootenshane what it would be like to win a Breeders' Crown Championship. I, I would uh, be so excited and so humbled to win something like this. Uh, 
you know, this was kind of a dream of mine, VIP stable, and uh, put a lot of time and effort into it. Uh, my daughter Jessica and my partner Tom have helped uh, with this for quite a long time, and it would really be kind of the validation of, of a lot of hard work on my part. So it, it's, uh, it would really be something that would be great for me personally, but it's even better for our partners. That, that's what it's all about, and, and if we could do something to, to really make their year, make their lifetime, uh, it, it would really be exciting. John, one final question before we let you go. What, it would, what would it mean to you to win a Breeders' Crown? One thing's for certain, if Gibbet Gas and Go takes the lion's share of the $600,000 Breeders' Crown Prize, John Shane may just get his wish. For Post Time with Mike and Mike, I'm Mike Bozich. All right, that was Gibbet Gas and Go. Mike, still about a minute and a half here to post as they're now just starting to turn. But uh, the number one Gibbet Gas and Go on the board right now, 12 to 1 on the board. Walner is the heavy favorite at 1 to 9, obviously the one to beat. But uh, it would be uh, the first Breeders' Crown win for John Boot and Shane if uh, Gibbet Gas and Go can take it here, Mike. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be an exciting race, of course. Walner at 1 to 9 on the board, 12 to 1 on the one. Gibbet Gas and Go, 15 to 1 on the. 10 horse here, Mike Bozich and Jake, who's 6th one on the morning line. Of course, the 8, what the hill, taking a little bit of money. Mike, the starter is calling them in to the gate. This is the first Breeders' Crown race that we are covering. It's the two-year-old Colt and Gelding Trot, the Weaver Memorial Trophy, presented by Odds On Racing. Here's Sam McKee with the live call of race six from the Meadowlands. Preferred equine. Starting gate begins to roll. A field of 10 freshman trotting colts lining up for the Bill Weaver Memorial Trophy, the Breeders' Crown. Presented by Odds On Racing, a field of 10. Walner, the heavy favorite, starting for the two-hole. They're all in behind the gate, heading toward the start, and here they come. And they're off. First away is Moonshiner Hanover heading out for the lead. What the Hill goes right with him. Give it gas and go from the inside. And Walder is sliding up now into the fourth spot. Jake from the outside is moving toward fifth. But Sorty is looking to advance between horses. Snowstorm Hanover is at the rail. Dover Dan is racing eighth in the early going. Sir John F. is ninth and behind him. And Fly On trails the field and going off stride. Give it gas and go. Give it gas and go broke. And he's inside the pylons out of harm's way there. So Moonshiner Hanover is the loose leader as they hit the quarter in an even 28 seconds. In second is What the Hill is about two lengths from the front. Walner is racing in third as they head onto the back stretch, and these three have some separation. And Walner makes his move right now for Tim Tiedrich coming up and after the lead. So Walner is moving to the front at the midpoint of the back stretch. Snowstorm Hanover is racing in fourth. Jake takes to the outside first over. Sorty follows him. Dover Dan in the developing cover flow draft. Sir John F is at the rail. Fly on the whip on his tail, racing in eighth. Give it gas and go. Is back trotting in the ninth spot as they reach the half mile marker at 57 seconds flat and the field moves on to the far turn and Walner is in control of the pace. Moonshiner Hanover right there racing in second. Jake is grinding away. He's first up on the outside with three eights to go. What the hill is locked in. He's pinned on the pylons right 
now. Second up on the outside is Sortie, looking to mount a late rally as they head around the far turn nearing the three-quarter marker. Snowstorm Hanover is jammed in at the rail, and it's Walner in front, and Walner has just clicked through the three-quarter time in 126, a 29-second third-quarter breather, and Walner and Tim Tiedrich turn for home and lead the way. It's Walner on top with a two-length lead. Moonshiner Hanover on the inside, racing in second. Jake is there. Sortie is kicking on the outside, but Walner is drawing clear. Walner is under a hand drive. He's opened it up now to a four-length lead coming down to the line. Moonshiner Hanover and Sortie on the outside. Walner wins the Breeders' Crown from Moonshiner Hanover. Sortie in a locked-in What the Hill in 153. Well, Walner certainly did not disappoint. 153, the clocking uh, lived up uh, certainly to the 1-5 to five hype, uh, made the brushing lead uh, just past the quarter. Uh, just minor urging for Tim Tietrich right at about the three-quarter pole, and uh, he just opened up to win very, very easily. Tough break, Mike, for Gibbet Gas and Go, who uh, broke uh, right in that first turn there and uh, end up finishing last. Uh, Moonshiner Hanover, the seven, uh, was a long shot uh, for trainer Chris Beaver, 31 to one, uh, and uh, two seven and a photograph for third. But uh, congratulations to the connections of Walner. Uh, first time winning this two-year-old Colton Gelding trot for driver Tim Tietrich. First time for trainer Linda Toscano. And Walner is going to be something very, very special, Mike. Perhaps uh, Hambletonian 2017. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, give it gas and go look good until, of course, the break uh, going around the first turn. You know who else looked good in this race? Uh, to me, Mike, was um, was the 10 horse, Jake. Jake came grinded first up. I mean, he tired late, but he did look really good. Of course, the 7 pulling in a, a little bit of a minor upset at 31 to 1. Mike, you can make money with these 1 to 9 shots, and Moonshiner Hanover provided that here. Yeah, the show photograph is up for Sorty finished third at the 15-to-1. Fourth goes to number eight, What the Hill, uh, for trainer Ron Burke. Of course, who won this race last year with uh, Southwind Frank. But uh, I'll tell you what, you look at some of the great trotters uh, as two-year-olds, and Walner has just been unbelievable. The only blemish on his record was that Brink. He's been a heavy favorite each and every start. He's won uh, the last three races by open lengths. Uh, and right here, too, in the Breeders' Crown, he takes it at a time of 1.53. We're going to Garnet Barnsdale down in the winner's circle. Mike, we, we're desperate. We haven't taken a time out yet. We've been so busy. Uh, we've got Garnet Barnsdale in the winner's circle, Jessica Otten in the paddock. I'm Mike Bozich, Mike Carter, Rich Matei is going to be joining us throughout the night as well. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Back in a moment. Hello, this is Kayla Stra, and I'm here to tell you all about BetAmerica.com. It is the fastest growing legal, safe, and secure website to place all your bets on horse racing. BetAmerica covers over 200 racetracks from North America, the UK, and my home country, Australia. New players to BetAmerica receive a 100% bonus on your first deposit up to $300. That's the best sign-up bonus available today. It's time to play the BetAmerica way. The New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program places retired racehorses into approved monitored homes and transitions them into second careers. New Vocations has placed over 350 retired standard breads the past three years. They are now accepting horses from all racetracks in the United States. New Vocations has facilities in Ohio, Kentucky, and Pennsylvania and is expanding to New York. To learn more, visit newvocations.org and on Facebook at New Vocations. Racehorse Adoption Program. 
Welcome back to Post Time with Mike and Mike. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. Jessica Otten in the paddock. Garnett Barnsdale in the winner's circle. We'll have winner's circle reaction from race number six momentarily. Prices are up. The exacta 2.7 returns 31.20274 in the trifecta. $159.60. Mike, who says you can't... Uh, that you can't get a little bit of value out of a one to nine shot in Walmart. Yeah, certainly Walmart has just looked outstanding. I mean, uh, you know, he's been a brute, and uh, the only blemish on his record has been the break. And, uh, you know, our man Rich Matei here uh, basically said that Walmart couldn't lose, and uh, we tried to tell him, well, you know, you don't really want to take this short of a price in a two year old Colton Gelding trot, but uh, I guess uh, the money talk. Walmart, Rich, uh, is just an absolute beast. Yeah, Walner looked the best on paper, and Tietrich drove him like he was the best, uh, made a nice brush down the backside, and the race was over. And the horse that was actually second, um, Moonshiner Hanover, was pretty good to be second. He was second last week in elimination, and he was on the lead last week, and the wind was hitting you in the face around the far turn and into the stretch, and speed did not hold up last week. And for that horse to finish second two weeks in a row speaks volumes, and Sorty, who actually beat him, Last week, finished third. So if you like those two with the favorite, the triple paid 159. So there was value in this race. Yeah, there certainly was. And uh, Garnett's going to get the. Uh, I see Jessica's already got her first guest, but uh, so we'll hold off on that. We'll probably go to Garnett first, right, Mike? Because Garnett's down in the winner's circle. Right now, it's the uh, presentation of the trophy. Uh, by the way, Mike, and uh, like we said, with driver Tim Tietrich, all the races he's won, this is actually his first two year old Colton Gelding win. So this is his first trophy of this kind, Mike. That's tough to believe, being Tim Tietrich has won basically everything in the sport. Yeah, definitely. We had Ashley Tietrich on last night. We're going to have her on again for a couple of minutes tonight to talk about Tietrich Racing and some of the products they have. But listen, man, Tim Tietrich, the bionic man, just absolutely phenomenal drive uh, with this horse. And, you know, him and Linda Toscano get along real well. John Campbell and Linda Toscano get along real well. And uh, listen, man, <laughs> Brian Sears didn't even win, and the manager is dancing around. He's having a good old time right to the uh, left of the winter circle. He's got some good dance moves, doesn't he? Listen, they're better than mine. And certainly a lot better than mine. So uh, there's the Winter Circle presentation. And by the way, Mike, we already did have two Breeders' Crown races. We were in a little bit of a time crunch because we did want to cover the last race. And, of course, we could only stay on three hours. But uh, Ariana G was the winner of the two-year-old Philly Trot uh, in, uh, let's see, she did it in a time of 153 and four, third over power sweep for her. And then in race five, the two-year-old Philly Pace went to a long shot. Some omen somewhere. Congratulations to uh, Nick Surink, uh, Hannah Miller, uh, Irv Miller, uh, Marcus Miller, his first Breeders' Crown Triumph. Uh, and, of course, uh, the Miller family's done a tremendous job. Irv Miller, that's his second two-year-old Philly pacing uh, Breeders' Crown Trophy. And the Hannah Miller uh, was uh, a post-time uh, with Mike and Mike Award winner last year. So, Yeah, definitely. So, you know, listen, man, a lot of post-time award winners. We've got you know, and we got the Post Time Awards coming up, Mike. Actually, towards the end of the year, nominations are still open. Visit posttimewithmikeandmike.com. Again, go to www.posttimewithmikeandmike.com for the uh, uh, award nominations. They come right to our email, and we'll have the final nominations out, Mike. We hope by the first uh, first week in December, we'll send it out to our uh, good buddies at Google and let them go through all the votes and make sure that everything's on the up and up with everything, no doubles or anything like that. And, uh, listen, they do a good job for us, so we certainly appreciate their help with that. Well, guys, we're going to go to Garnett Barnsdale here in just a moment. We're currently 10 minutes away from race number seven here at the Meadowlands. It's the two-year-old Colton Gelding Pace. 
and it features the current four to five choice down by the seaside. Mike Huntsville is at five to two on the board. A little bit of a not, it's a little bit of a surprise, but not really. Two to one on the morning line, uh, another one of the uh, favorites to win this race. But I listen, I'm ready to see these two hook up and battle. We could have another wiggle it, jiggle it, and always be Mickey Stretch Duel here. And uh, Jessica and standing by with Tony Dale uh, Holler for Down by the Seaside. We'll get to that here in just a moment. And by the way, our man Rich Mattel, the natural, our handicapping guru, he's got a huge long shot in this upcoming seventh race. But not yet. Not, don't get antsy. Don't get antsy. We'll give it all. We still have these uh, winter circles. So please just hang in there with us for a minute, Rich. Hang in there with us for a minute. Don't go away. Uh, but uh, well, I'll tell you what, this is a long Breeders' Crown Trophy presentation. How many trophies are they giving Tim down there? Holy moly. Okay, he's going to Garnett. So without further ado, let's send it down to uh, Garnett Barnsdale right now. Garnett, take it away. All right, it appears we're having some uh, technical difficulties. We are not able to hear Garnett Barnsdale down in the winter circle. However, he is doing a good interview with Tim Tietrich currently going on right now. Well, without further ado, we're going to send it to the paddock. Our correspondent, Jessica Hutton, is back there with Tony Dale Holler to talk about Down by the Seaside coming up here in race number seven. Jessica? Hey, guys. I'm here with Tony Holler. Um, caretaker of Down by the Seaside, has been ultra sharp lately, holding a record at Delaware County Fair and Lexington, the Red Mile. Switching it up here, I'm going to talk with a caretaker, not a trainer or driver. Tony, can you tell us a little bit about um, going into the race tonight? How did he react to detention? Um, he seems pretty chill. Nothing's different. Um, acting his normal self. Crazy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what is what would it mean? I know you took care of Colors of Virgin, who was a Breeders' Crown winner. What would it mean for you to be uh, taking care of one of the fastest two-year-old colt phases? What would it mean for you to uh, win another Breeders' Crown as a caretaker? Uh, it would mean a whole lot. I mean, Seaside, my colt, and Huntsville, they're both very, very competitive horses, and I don't know. It would be pretty freaking awesome to win another Breeders' Crown. Well, best of luck to you, and thank you so much. And there you have it, Tony Dale, caretaker of Down by the Seaside. All right, thank you very much. Uh, that was Jessica Otten down there with Tony Dale Holler, caretaker of Down by the Seaside. Uh, once again, tremendous win for uh, Walner, 240, the winning mutual, 220, 210, the exact of $31.20, the winning trifecta, $159.60. Uh, right now, we're joined by Rich Matei, and uh, is, uh, Mike's going to run down and uh, see what the uh, holdup was with uh, Garnett Barnsdale. And, uh, uh, you know, he's using my, uh, my device, so that's probably what it is. It's the device. But uh, you know how to work this thing? Now I got it. We're ready to rock and roll. There you go. Now when I now you're gonna have to mute that as I talk because or else there's gonna be a little bit of a uh, thing. So and that mute button isn't the best. So you're gonna have to. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. Well, this seventh is coming up, Rich, presented by Hanover Shoe Farms. Two-year-old Colton Gelding uh, paints his Breeders' Crown final, going for a purse of $600,000, and obviously a lot of people are uh, looking at the big matchup potentially. Down by the Seaside versus Huntsville. Huntsville has won uh, five in a row. Down by the Seaside has won four in a row. Seven of 11 for Down by the Seaside. Six of nine for Huntsville, and uh, it certainly looks like, on paper anyway, that it's going to be a head-to-head matchup, but you have got a long shot that you'd like to share with us, uh, perhaps. And this does start a pick three, so it's not involved in pick four, but it does start a pick three. So, Rich, if you want to tell us who you like. 
So in this race, down by the seaside in Huntsville are the top two. But I think this race is wide open. If you looked at the eliminations last week, the one filibuster Hanover was coming from last. And he actually made an abrupt right-hand turn around the far turn. I don't know what happened. But then he got back, and he flew home to be fifth. And now he draws to the inside. I think he's going to get good position. And I really do think this race is wide open. It's not just between the two and the three. All right, so there you go. Filibuster hand of a number one, 20 to one of the morning line. And I think they're listening to you, Rich, because he's certainly getting some action on the board right now at uh, seven to one. Uh, Brett Miller drives uh, Ron Burke trains, uh, and uh, this is one of three Ron Burke entrants in this particular race. Last time Ron Burke won a two year old Colton Gelding pace was 2011 with the great. Sweet Lou. What we're going to do is we're going to take a timeout. We are painfully behind uh, in commercials. When we come back, we'll break down the two-year-old Colton Gelding pace, plus a lot more on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Friends of Maryland Standard Breads is an industry support group focused on promoting harness racing in Maryland. Friends of Maryland Standard Breads works hand-in-hand with charities involving children and horses, such as the Harness Horse Youth Foundation. Friends of Maryland Standard Breads is actively involved with organizations such as the Maryland Horse Council and the Maryland Horse Industry Board working together to promote the horse industry in Maryland. Follow Friends of Maryland Standard Breads on Twitter and like them on Facebook. Here at the stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At the stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. It's thestable.ca. The New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program places retired racehorses into approved monitored homes and transitions them into second careers. New Vocations has placed over 350 retired standard breads the past three years. They are now accepting horses from all racetracks in the United States. New Vocations has facilities in Ohio, Kentucky, and Pennsylvania and is expanding to New York. To learn more, visit newvocations.org and on Facebook at New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program. We're back here live at the Meadowlands Racetrack. Hope of the world's greatest harness racing action. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. We've got Garnett Barnsdale in the winner's circle, at least for right now, and uh, Jessica Otten in the paddock. And uh, listen, Mike, uh, we had a little bit of a technical issue. We know Garnett talked to Tim Teacher. We'll get some of those uh, thoughts and reactions here momentarily. But we've got a race coming up right now, Mike. It's the seventh race here at the Meadowlands. It's the Breeders' Crown Final for two-year-old Colton Gelding Pacers per $600,000. Starts to pick three. Of course, Rich Matei says he likes the one filibuster Hanover. Let's send it real quick 
Well, we can't say that real quick. The Meadowlands feed is not focused on the uh, on the All-Star Buglers. The All-Star Buglers are calling them out, Mike Bozich, and we're going to do it like we've been doing it, guys. We're going to go through the entire field of horses as they step onto the racetrack here for race number seven. It is a one-mile pace, and uh, it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, Mike Bozich. Yeah, it certainly is. Let's go with uh, number one, Filibuster Hanover, uh, Ron Berg trainee for driver Brett Miller. This is the natural Rich Matei's long shot of the day. 20 to 1 on the board, or 20 to 1 on the book, 9 to 1 on the board, coming off of a fifth place finish uh, up against uh, what I think was a pretty slow pace, trying to close against the back, uh, fast back half. Should be a little bit closer to the pace here. Uh, driver Brett Miller has been known to pop some long shots in these big races. So that's number one, Filibuster Hanover. Down by the seaside, obviously uh, one of the two uh, big competitors and big-time contenders in this race. The two-year-old by trainer Brian Brown has won 7 of 11. We just heard from the caretaker, uh, Tony Holler, back in the paddock area. Down by the seaside is looking for his fifth straight win. Just a couple of pennies under $250,000 in career earnings. That number may go up considerably after tonight. Right now, 7-5 to five with all of Famer Dave Miller in by three Huntsville is uh, the other horse that uh, is proving prominent right now, nine to five, two to one. Uh, morning line favorite has won six of nine. He's looking to extend his winning streak to six. He's made over three hundred thousand dollars. Trained by Ray Schnitker and driven by Tim Tietrich, who's looking for his second straight Breeders' Crown score here tonight. Four Ocean Colony. Uh, Jimmy Tactor is the trainer. The last uh, time Jimmy Tactor won this race was uh, 2012. Ocean Colony is two of nine in the win column. A long shot here, 27 to one. The driver Yannick Shingrov. Five boogie shuffle horse that I kind of like. Was shuffled back a little last time. Closed home well in 27 to one. Driver Scott Zeron for trainer Mark Carter's got a lot of second place finishes, but has been a little camera shy. One of 11 right now. Boogie shuffle. Is five to one on the board. Six me so fast. Trainer Ron Burke. We just talked about Ron Burke last. Uh, Ron Burke won this particular race. Was back in 2011 with the great Sweet Lou. Me so fast is five out of 11. Coming off of a second in the elimination to Huntsville right now. Me so fast for driver Matt Kikali, a Price at 22 to one. Seven is Normandy Beach. Also a Ron Burke trainee for driver Corey Callahan. Two of 11 coming off of three second straight second place finishes, including a second place finish in the elim to down by the seaside. Normandy Beach right now is 18 to one. One of three Ron Burke entrants in this race. Number eight is odds on Delray. Mark McDonald, the driver, Tony Alani, the trainer, three of 11. A fourth place finish last time, uh, and uh, right now, odds on Delray is 18 to 1 on the board. Number nine, Bloodline, owned by Diamond Creek Racing, Brian Sears. Uh, Jimmy Tactor is the trainer. Last time Jimmy Tactor won this horse, or won this race was back in 2012 with Rockin' Amadeus. Bloodline is uh, 40, or excuse me, he's 37 to 1 on the board. Then the 70 to 1 shot, 10 Ozone Blue Chips, Sylvain Filione. Uh, for a trainer, Ron Coyne, certainly a long shot in here. Fifth place finish in the Breeders' Ground Elimination. That's your field, Mike. Yes, sir. That is the field for the seventh race. It's the Breeders' Crown Final for two-year-old Colton Gelding Pacers. I think we've got Garnett fixed up here. Uh, we're going to find out here in just a minute. But uh, Derek Gibner standing beside us. And, uh, Derek, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about this race. Uh, Huntsville, uh, currently the 4-5 to five betting choice, 2-1 to one on down by the seaside, and 5-1 to one on boogie shuffle. Obviously, no real surprises in the favorites here. But do you see anybody at a price that can potentially uh, upset here? The upsetter here is probably Boogie Shuffle, Shuffle, the five. I mean, he was behind a tired horse last week, really lost any chance, came home willingly. I mean, if there was one horse, I would think it'd be him. 
Yeah, you know, The Natural liked the long shot. Rich Matei, The Natural, you probably don't know him, but uh, nobody else does either. Filibuster Hanover, 13-1 to on the board, getting some play, 20-1. Uh, to 1. What are your thoughts on him? Well, Ron and Burke seems to like him, the trainer, and I guess that's always a good thing. I mean, I wasn't completely disappointed in his effort last week. I thought it was uh, pretty good when you uh, look at it as a whole. I mean, but he's still, he's going to have to step up pretty far. I mean, you're talking he's going to have to improve five, six, seven lengths, you know, just to get anywhere near Huntsville or down by the seaside, you know, who are pretty fast. Derek, the question I have for you is, are we looking at another potential always be Mickey Wiggle and Jiglet here? Uh, To say something like that is going a little bit far, I think. Um, Down by the seaside in Huntsville, I mean, they're two-year-olds. They still have a long way to go before they get anywhere near. I mean, Wiggle Jiggles made almost $4 million. I mean, imagine how, how much these horses are going to have to go, you know, to get to that point. But it's always nice when you have a, uh, a matchup like that. Derek, what I meant was, I mean, I'm talking about a stretch battle. You think we'll have a stretch battle like they had last night? I can't. I like the stretch battle we already had with Marcus Miller and uh, Dave Miller. I mean, that was a stretch battle. You know, if we if we can have every race look like that, this sport would be much more popular. Now I seen somebody celebrating. Was it Horowitz that uh, liked some moment somewhere? Was that his pickup top, or is that what he's? Or was that after the race? Horowitz and I were both uh, live in the pick four with both horses. It okay. turns out, okay. so it didn't matter which one would have won. Uh, I personally, he thought that the six was the better one because he was 17 to one on the board, but I thought maybe the, uh, the 10 would have been better for the pick four because of the fact that I thought in pick four tickets, he would, he would be the one least likely to be bet. All right. We got just a few more minutes here. Uh, looking at the horses warming up on the screen right now is the eight odds on Delray currently 55 to one, eight to one on the, uh, morning line. Obviously one of the longer shots on the board, um, here, Derek, uh, was fourth in the elimination, kind of tired late off a 28-second final quarter. What's your take on odds on Delray? My take is basically uh, he's not a horse I'll be using on any of my tickets. I mean, uh, listen, I like to be blunt, and that's it. I mean, I'm using the one, the two, the three, and the five, and that's basically it as far as the first couple of positions. I think the six meets so fast as a shot, and 29 to one is, you know, reasonable odds. But there's another thing where you got a horse that's going to have to go a lot fast to get anywhere near the two or the three this race. Yeah, certainly. Derek, real quick before we let you go, uh, your thoughts on Walner, another impressive win uh, just uh, the race ago. Listen, it's always fun to watch a horse with unlimited potential, and I think that's what we have here in Walner. I mean, he gives you the chance to dream, you know, over the winter of, you know, what this horse can be. Could he win the Hamiltonian? And, you know, could he be the next Muscle Hill or something like that? And the best thing about Walner is I believe you're going to see him again in the kindergarten final next week. So, Yeah, just a tremendous, tremendous horse. Derek, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Maybe we'll hear back from you before the night's over. You never know. I'm always around. All right, that was Derek Givener from the DRF. Well, the countdown clock is on. We're just about 25 seconds to go, and uh, we've got a field of 10 uh, getting set to do battle here. It is the two-year-old Colton Gelding Pace going for a purse of $600,000. The race is presented by Hanover Shoe Farms. Right now, the last the check of the odds board, Huntsville is looking to extend the win streak to six. He is three to five right now on the board. Down by the seaside is two to one. Right now, five boogie shuffle is the clear third favorite at six to one. Now up to seven to one. And uh, the long shot, the Rich Matei long shot, one filibuster Hanover is 17 to one. 
So they're getting ready to go to the starting gate. Uh, the weather is certainly a lot better than it was last night, although there is a, quite a bit of wind here. I'd say probably about 10 to 15 miles per hour. We can just probably hear it right now bouncing off my microphone, and it's uh, a little bit of a tailwind in the stretch, probably a little bit more windy at our broadcast location uh, than it is uh, right here. But right now we're going to send it to the co-voice of the Meadowlands, the great Sam McKee, for the call of the two-year-old Colton Gelding, Breeders' Crown, and presented by Hanover Shoe Farms. Pacers in the $600,000 Breeders' Crown Championship, sponsored by Hanover Shoe Farm. They're at the post, and here they come, heading down to the start. And they're off. Odds on Delray from the outside. Boogie Shuffle is flashing good speed and down by the seaside is already crossing over against the pylons. These are the three strongest levers as they move on to the opening turn. Filibuster Hanover gets away on the inside fourth. Huntsville staying in the two-wide flow is fifth as Boogie Shuffle has taken early command. Ocean Colony sixth on the inside as they move toward the quarter. Then it's me so fast racing in seventh in front of Normandy Beach. Bloodline and Ozone Blue Chip is the trailer and down by the seaside is underway for Dave Miller. Up into second and challenging for the lead. The opening quarter was in 26-3, and three, and down by the seaside makes the front, and Huntsville is coming with a rush right behind him on the outside. The two world champions now 1-2, so it's down by the seaside who leads the way. Huntsville is applying the pressure and going by. So it's Huntsville with a backside bull rush to the lead for Tiedrick. Down by the seaside is now in the two-hole, racing in second. Boogie Shuffle in behind the two favorites in third. Racing in fourth is odds on Delray. At the rail is filibuster Hanover fifth. Half-mile time of 54-1 and one as they move on to the far turn. And filibuster Hanover has been flushed out first over. Ocean Colony is sixth on the outside, tracking his cover. Racing in seventh on the outside is me so fast. Normandy Beach tips to the outside. Then Ozone Blue Chip and Bloodline is the trailer. And Huntsville is the leader as they come around the far turn. Filibuster Hanover trying to get to his wheel on the outside. Down by the seaside, sitting comfortably behind Huntsville. 122, the three-quarter time, 27-4 and four on the turn. And Huntsville turns for home. And down by the seaside, tips to the outside. Huntsville is digging in, bracing for the challenge. Down by the seaside, trying to surge by. Is up to his wheel on the outside. Tietrich going to work on Huntsville, trying to surge. Down by the seaside. Huntsville is fighting him off. Down by the seaside. Second best, it's Huntsville to win the Breeders' Crown. Down by the seaside, second, Miso fast, third, maybe Normandy Beach from Boogie Shuffle for fourth, 149 and one, a fifth off the world record. Well, I think we got the stretch duel that we anticipated. And this time the war went to Huntsville, who picks up his sixth straight win. One-fifth of a second off a world record, 149-1. Down by the seaside, had the journey. Filibuster Hanover had the tough first over grind. And down by the seaside, angled out past the three-quarter pole, but was no match for Huntsville. Looks like about a length, the uh, length, the uh, about a length, I would say, the uh, distance of victory for number three, Huntsville. Two down by the seaside, finished second, number six, me so fast. A quick closing, 43 to one third. But Huntsville walked the walk, talked the talk. Tim Dietrich's now, uh, Tim Dietrich now has two Breeders' Crown wins on the night, back to back wins with Walner in the two-year-old Colton Gelding trial. Uh, he gets win with the two-year-old Colton Gelding pace, and it was a stakes record here and a track record for uh, just an unbelievable effort 
by down by the seaside. So, I'm going to throw it here to uh, Garnet Barnsdale, who's joining us here, here at our broadcast location. And, uh, you know, Garnett, I got to tell you, we were talking about the potential stretch duel. We were talking about wiggle and jiggle and always be Mickey yesterday. We had Derek Gibner from the DRF on here just a couple of seconds ago, and we were anticipating a great stretch battle between, between two great two-year-olds, Huntsville, and down by the seaside. And, Garnett, it did not disappoint. He certainly, did, he certainly didn't. Uh, you know, I liked Huntsville a little bit better myself, but it's really hard to split those horses. And once Huntsville uh, got the front, I mean, that's a really game mile, 27-1 and one on the end of it, uh, pacing away. Teacher's having a big night so far. Yeah, certainly is. Congratulations to the connections of Huntsville, Ray Schnitker, Tim Tietrich's got back-to-back uh, Breeders' Crown wins here tonight. Huntsville has won his sixth in a row. Filibuster Hannibal was trying to come on first over there, Garnett, and uh, Miso Fast was closing fast as well, and it's going to be interesting to see what that 43-to-1 shot can do to this uh, price here. Hey, you know what? you got a 33-to-1 and a 60-to-1 on the end of it, and uh... You know, you're going to see a heavy favorite and a heavy second choice, first and second, but this could still pay something. It's it's about getting good good prices underneath, I think, in most of these races. Yeah, no question about it. Well, Garnett, what we're going to do, we're going to take a timeout. I think uh, Mike Carter's down to the winter circle, right? He's down there floating around, and, and we've got uh, Jennifer Otten floating around back in the paddock, so we've got plenty of coverage for you here tonight. It's Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by MetAmerica, broadcasting live from the Meadowlands, the 2016 Breeders' Crown. Back in a flash. Hey, I'm Chantel Sutherland-Cruz, and want to tell you all about MetAmerica.com. It's the coolest place to bet on horse racing on over 200 racetracks from America and around the world. New players receive a 100% bonus on your first deposit, up to $300. That's the best sign-up bonus available today. It's time to play the Bet America way. Friends of Maryland Standard Breads is an industry support group focused on promoting harness racing in Maryland. Friends of Maryland Standard Breads works hand-in-hand with charities involving children and horses, such as the Harness Horse Youth Foundation. Friends of Maryland Standard Breads is actively involved with organizations such as the Maryland Horse Council and the Maryland Horse Industry Board, working together to promote the horse industry in Maryland. Follow Friends of Maryland Standard Breads on Twitter and like them on Facebook. Ever dream of owning your own racehorse? How would you like to get in the winner's circle with the number one harness racing partnership in the U.S., VIP State? There's nothing like the thrill of your horse coming down the stretch. To find out more, call VIP Stable at 877-VIP-WIN-1 or visit us on the web at www.vipstable.com. Turning horse racing fans into racehorse owners. Be a winner. We are back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. 
and sponsored uh, by our good friends at Molinax Ford. Mike Bozich, Mike Carter's down in the winner's circle. Garnet Barnsdale's the man to my right. Jessica Otten is in the paddock. We've got uh, extensive coverage here. The 2016 Breeders' Crown. Two-year-old Colton Gelding Trot just goes to number three, Huntsville. One-fifth of a second off the world record track record for two-year-old Colton Gelding paces. 149 at one uh, the time. And uh, driver Tim Tietrich has now won two Breeders' Crowns uh, in a row, of course, winning with Walner in the last race and uh, is right now in a mass of humanity as uh, trainer Ray Schnitger and the uh, driver Tim Tietrich, all the ownership, all the connections of Huntsville, Schnitger, Ted Gewertz, Charles Ionazzo, Steve Arnold, and uh, also hard, part of the breeders too, Ray Schnitger bred uh, the source, Charles Ionazzo from New York. Huntsville has never been worse than second. He has uh, now won six in a row. He's seven of ten in his career. He gets a $300,000 boost, which makes him uh, over $600,000 now in career earnings. And, uh, well, I'll tell you, just a, a great, great race there as Huntsville uh, was able to last on the lead down by the seaside, tried to vacate that pocket spot, and, and it looked like it was going to be an exciting finish. But Huntsville actually rebuffed. Uh, just looked very, very good in that stretch, kicking uh, powerfully forward to the line, uh, getting the job done in that stout, stout time of one at 40 nine and one still plenty of left on this edition of post time with mike and mike presented by bet america coming up next it's race number eight it's the three-year-old colt and gelding final uh the trotters will be in action a field of 10 and another fantastic matchup is the uh, trotting triple crown winner marion marauder will be starting from post two he's going to be hooking up with bar hot and uh, bar hopping of course from post three with uh trainer jimmy tactus sutton uh, who was a winner of the elimination a surprise winner at 6-1 to one will be starting from post position number 4. And then, of course, the great Southwind Frank will have to start from post number 9. So you've got four great horses. I know trainer Andrew Harris was pretty fired up. Uh, he was uh, been posting on social media about his charge, weightlifter K, who will be starting from uh, post position number 1 for uh, driver Matt Kikaley and uh, owner Rob Key. Uh, Andrew Harris said uh, with an opportunity to win a three uh, to win a Breeders' Crown title, but a good solid field of ten, and it should be a tremendous, tremendous race. And it also brings some wagering opportunities. It starts the pick four, a seventy-five thousand dollar guarantee that it is the fifty cent late pick four. And uh, Rich Matei is uh, the man to my right now. We're up here with Garnett Barnsdale too. And uh, Rich, just a uh, quick question: We're about to turn it down to the winner's circle, but uh, your thoughts? On the last race, I thought your horse race, uh, and of course your pick was uh, the one there of filibuster Hanover. I thought he raced decent, obviously got tired, but there was no quit in Huntsville uh, tonight. No, there wasn't, and he did the same thing that he did last week. He got out as they were around the far turn, and maybe that's there's just something wrong with the horse. I don't know, but yeah, you weren't beating the three Huntsville, and the two uh, raced pretty good as well. All right, so I got to keep an eye. See, I'll tell you what, it's tough from this vantage point up here, Garnet, because you got to keep an eye. I'm trying to pick out Mike Carter. Mike's got the uh, black post time uh, with Mike and Mike jacket on, and uh, you're a little bit more recognizable, Donna, with the red. But Mike's got. So I'm glad he's got a white hat. If he didn't have a white hat, Garnet, I'll tell you what, I'd, I'd be in trouble. <laughs> All right, so well, let's see. Also, we see Jessica, and she's going to have. Uh, 
uh, Paddock uh, interview for us in just a second, but uh, Mike is uh, trying to get Tim Dietrich, who has spent a lot of time uh, behind that table with the white uh, cloth on it, accepting the Breeders' Crown Trophy as the connections uh, hold it up high as uh, Huntsville gets the job done. We're 12 minutes away from race eight, uh, 9.36, the scheduled start as the Breeders' Crown rolls on here from a, a certainly uh, a much better night at the Meadowlands weather-wise. I mean, it was certainly cold here yesterday. We're going to send it down to Mike Carter. Mike's got Timmy Tietrich, uh down in the winter circle. Mike, go ahead. Take it away. All right. We're going to try this again. We're down in the winter circle with Tim Tietrich And, Tim, listen, you spent a lot of time down here tonight. Two British Crown victories so far. Talk about the trip with Huntsville. Uh, you know, I kind of forced my hand whenever I got away where I did, and I either had to make a move or be first up on a really good horse. So I, uh, you know, took it to him, hoping Dave would follow me, and he did. And, you know, we turned it into a horse race down the lane, and my horse, prevail now uh the fractions obviously were pretty quick were you concerned at all with the fast pace or was it you know kind of a comfortable pace for your horse my horse my horse felt really good doing it so i wasn't really too worried about it uh i know on when you're watching on tv and you see the fractions flash up it's kind of scary for the owners and trainers but my horse felt really good when i asked him to move to the front he did it in five steps so he was well on himself and top lane when i called on him he showed guts and you know he got the job done another epic breeders crown victory congratulations tim tietrick mike bozich we're back up to you buddy all right, thank you very much, Mike Carter, down in the winner's circle uh, with uh, the winning driver, Tim Tietrich, two Breeders' Crown uh, Championships so far tonight, and the night is still young. We're going to take a timeout. When we come back, Jessica Otten's got a special interview in the panic. We'll send it to her after this timeout. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Here at The Stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At the stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. Four two six three. It's the stable. Ca. We're back on post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. And Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter and Garnett Barnsdale and Jessica Otten, who's standing by live in the paddock. And Jessica has a very special guest, trainer Andrew Harris, trainer of One Weightlifter K. Jessica, take it away. Hi, guys. I'm here with Andrew Harris, trainer of Weightlifter K. Now, you're fourth in the handbow, second in the elimination. It looks like you've had a fun ride with this horse. How was he coming out of the elimination last week? I came out of it great. He's a nice horse. He's easy on himself at the farm, so uh, everything's all systems go, and hopefully we get a little bit of luck. You draw the rail. What are you looking for tonight? Um, I'd like to punch out of there, and then uh, hope Matt just finds uh, the right helmet, and we sit until late, and hopefully we have a nice burst of speed coming from home. Get a piece. I'm hoping you pick up the pieces at the end. What would it mean to you to win a Breeders' Crown? Uh, it would be everything. I mean, I'd probably break down crying. I mean, it would be everything. All right. Well, good luck tonight, and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Justin. Thank you. And there you have it. Andrew Harris is the one weightlifter K. 
All right, that was Jessica Otten in the uh, paddock with the uh, trainer of Longshot Weightlifter K, uh, Andrew Harris, uh, putting this horse in, coming off a second-place finish in the Breeders' Crown Elimination. Well, I'm joined by the natural Rich Matei and Garnett Barnsdale, two of the best uh, handicappers in the business, and it's pick-four time, guys. $75,000 guarantee pool, 15% takeout, and uh, unlike... The pick four last night, which certainly figured to be very chalky. There are some possibilities in this pick four. Certainly some good possibilities to uh, make some money. So, Garnet, I'm going to turn it to you first. We've got a field of ten here. We're about uh, about seven minutes away, minus the drag, for the uh, three-year-old Colton Gelding trot. So, Garnet, why don't you uh, tell us who you got here in this eighth? Yeah, my ticket's uh, $20 for a 50-cent play. Very economical. Uh, in the first leg here, bar hopping three to five, uh, three to five on the board. Um, you know this this reminds me a little bit about the a little bit of the Hamiltonian. Mary Marauders five to one. I think you got to use them both, man. Mary Marauders very capable, and uh, maybe bar hopping is being overbet a little bit off that big performance last week. But he, you know, I think you got to use them both. I'm going to go very, very short there with the two and three. Uh, the next race I have. I was very impressed with all the time last week. I've, I've never really seen her come from that far off the pace before. I think they took it a little bit easy, and she still won. Um, so I, I, I like all the time. Broadway Donna from the 10 hole was phenomenal last week. I think you got to use her. I think you use those two. You're pretty good to go in that race there. The 10th race, the three-year-old Philly pace. I am going a little bit out on a limb, leaving Darling, off the, Darling on the Beach off my ticket. I'm using Pure Country and L.A. Delight here. I really like the way L.A. Delight uh, closed last week into a quickening pace. And then the three-year-old pace, I, I didn't really know what to make of any of these eliminations. Um, very slow paces uh, in, in a couple, you know, very slow paces in general. Uh, I'm going to go five deep here, basically. Western Fame, check six. Lion Snyder, who's my top pick on DRF Harness. Uh, Katie's, Rock, Katie's Rocker and Fernando Hanover, and maybe hope for a little bit of chaos and get one of the longer shots home. So it's a $20 play. All right, Mike Carter, uh, very good. Uh, I like uh, those uh, selections, Garnet. by the way. Uh, Mike Carter standing by. Mike, uh, big pick four coming up, $75,000 guarantee, only a 15% takeout, lots of possibilities. Uh, give us who you like. Uh, guys, in this race, I'm going to go with Marion Marauder and Bar Hopping. Can you hear me okay, Mike Bozich? Uh, I'm going to go with Marion Marauder and Bar Hopping. I think Southburn Frank's got a little bit of an outside chance on the outside, but I'm leaving him off of my ticket, guys. I'm going to go with just Marion Marauder and Bar Hopping. Uh, you know, Southwind Frank, he's tough, but, you know, he's lost against this group before. Bar Hopping and Marion Marauder have both beaten him. Race number nine is the final for three-year-old Phillies. I'm singling all the time here. We talked to trainer Jimmy Tactor this morning, and he said to us, and Garnett, you'll, uh, you'll appreciate this. He said to us, if she wins this race, she's done. She is going, pro- going to probably retire if she wins this race. Uh, she is staked to the matron at Dover Downs. However, they are talking as if they are not going to go to that race. Race number 10 is the three-year-old Philly at Pace. And, guys, it's hard to beat Pure Country in this field. Newborn Sassy. Darlin on the beach is my play, though. I'm also going to throw Pure Country and Newborn Sassy, so we'll go 3-4-6 in race number 10. And in the 11th race, guys, I'm going to go with a single here. You guys are probably going to think I'm nuts. I'm going to single Lion Snyder. So I'm going to single Lion Snyder. Two singles, guys, in this, uh, in this leg. So in the first leg, we're going to go two deep. The second leg, we are going to go um, a single. So that's a uh, just a still only at two. We go three deep in the uh, second leg, so that's six. It's a $3 pick four ticket, guys. You can't get much cheaper than that. 
Well, I got to tell you, Mike, that is my kind of ticket. Very, very economical. Uh, and, uh, you know, actually, I might have to throw some money for you to see if we could uh, complete that wager. Uh, turn it over to the natural, Rich Matei. Uh, Rich, I know you've been uh, gazing at this for quite a while. Uh, give us your thoughts. Well, I'm going to go with a big ticket here because I think there is a lot of value in races. And first, we're going to talk about the trot three-year-old Colton Helding. And my top selection is Lager from the outside. Last week, uh, was locked in, had nowhere to go, had a ton of trot, but had no room. And ever since this horse had leaks, Dave Miller's been, ever, been able to get this horse off the gate and show speed. So I think post-10 will not hurt, hurt this horse. I also like Wayne Lippin' today. Been a second to bar hopping. I like bar hopping. It's up with Frank. Good over last week. So we're going four deep in the first leg. One, three, nine, and ten. to race nine. And all the time was very impressive last week. But I think Broadway Donna had a very good explosive kick last week. So two, five, race nine, race ten. We're going four deep here. My top selection is ten pal to two. Had nowhere to go until very late in the race last time. And I think this horse is going to provide value in this pick for your country. It's also a horse that you need to use. Newborn Sassy was actually pretty good last week. And 8-1 on the morning line. Tim Petrick's been on fire tonight. I need to use this horse. I'm not going to get beat by Newborn Sassy. I'm going to delight. Also, strong last week. And then we're going to go to the final leg. And we're going to look at the two check six. He did get an easy lead last time, but I need to use him. He's been sharp. Um, the three Lion Snyders, my top selection, like the rest of them, first over. And uh, I think this horse is going to get a good trip. And if the race falls apart, Manhattan Beach will be flying late. So two, three, and nine in the final leg of the pick four. All right, thank you very much, Rich. Uh, yeah, they're getting ready to come onto the racetrack now. The All-Star Buglers have led the Trotters onto the racetrack for race number eight. Five at a thousand dollar purse presented by Dale Valenti Farm. Seventy-five thousand dollar guaranteed pick full. A uh, pick four, not pick full. Take out fifteen percent. So obviously. Uh, a lot uh, of wagering opportunities uh, in here. We're going to uh, wait till Mike Carter gets downstairs so we get uh, this post parade and go through the, the horses because uh, they, the TV monitors, they're already on the five, so there's no sense in trying to keep up with them. But uh, I'm going to go over my pick four ticket real quick. Uh, in the eighth race, I'm going to take the Logicals, uh, going to go with Marion Marauder, obviously, from post two, and uh, Bar Hopping from post three. Bar Hopping just looks so good in the Breeders' Crown eliminations. And uh, Marion Marauder, he's a trotting triple crown winner, just missed the Sutton, a horse. So I picked last time going to choose against here. But I'm going to go with two Marion Marauder, three bar hopping in the eighth. Going to do kind of like Mike Carter did, leap south with Frank off the ticket uh, from that outside post. Race number nine is the three-year-old Philly Trot, uh, the Breeders' Crown, and uh, going to do exactly what Mike Carter did, key the two all the time. She's on fire right now. She looked very good in that qualifier, looked very good, I thought, in the Breeders' Crown. We had a chance to uh, talk to Jimmy Tack. As a matter of fact, we're going to play an interview of his prior to the ninth, so uh, we're going to key two all the time right there in race number nine. Tenth race, the uh, Breeders' Crown for three-year-old Philly Pacers. Uh, Number three, Pure Country, is uh, back at her own. She's won two straight. Jimmy Tack has been very, very happy with her performances on the racetrack of late. Uh, and uh, six, Darlin' on the beach. We had a chance to talk to Nancy Johansson. We're going to play here, interview her segment right before the 10th. And uh, those are the two horses I'm going to key on there, Pure Country and Darlin' on the beach. Certainly nothing fancy as of yet. And in race 11, 
where I think you can get fancy. I'm going to go with number six, Katie's Rocker. This horse uh, kind of had a rail trip last time, closed on very, very well. Uh, it looks like it's uh, the racetrack and the race service is playing a little bit more friendlier to closes than it has been or certainly was last night. So I'm going to give it a chance with number six, Katie's Rocker, and use the logicals with a one Western fame and five racing hill. That is my pick for ticket. Uh, Mike Carter, uh, I don't know exactly where you are, but uh, we're going to try to go to this post parade. And uh, Mike, can you hear me? Yes, sir, I can. Let's do it. All right. One is Weightlifter K, owned by Rob Key, driven by Matt Kikaley. We heard uh, from uh, Jeff Scott and had a chance to talk to Andrew Harris. Uh, obviously a very, very big moment in his training career. Second place finished last time to bar hopping. Weightlifter K right now, 22 to 1 on the board. Number two is Marion Marauder. It's the Trotting Triple Crown winner. Driver Scott Zeron says that this horse is probably one of the best horses he's ever driven. Marion Marauder currently sitting at 5 to 2. Trained by the great tactor, Jimmy Tactor's got three horses in this race. Bar hopping is eight for 25 in his career. Looked outstanding in the Breeders' Ground Eliminations. A three-and-a-half length win at 152-4. and four. Tim Tietrick is looking for his third straight Breeders' Ground win, and he is favorite to do so. Right now, four to five on the board. Three bar hopping. Number four is Sutton, and Sutton was a Breeders' Crown Elimination winner last week after finishing 11th in the Kentucky Paturity. Throw that race out after being parked out from uh, – was shuffled back to the 12th position and never, ever came back on. I think Sutton has definitely got a shot against this field. 7-1 is definitely worth a little bit of a play. Five is Muscle Hustle. Uh, Chris Christopheru makes the trip in from north of the border for trainer Per Henriksen. Muscle Hustle, high percentage winner, has been facing Ontario horses. Uh, we might even talk to Garnett about him in just a second. Uh, the three-year-old Colt uh, is obviously taking a much steeper class uh, in here right now, 27-1 to on the board. Number six is Double L. Lindy. Mike Bozich is 49 to 1 for trader driver Ocus Funstead. Was fifth in the Breeders' Crown Elimination. Had been facing some lower level conditions. Not giving Double L. Lindy much of a chance here tonight. The second of three tactor entries, seven love matters, coming off the fifth place finish last time in the eliminations, won nine of 26 for just over $400,000. Uh, he hasn't uh, really been uh, in the winner's circle the last five starts, so a second and a third in the bluegrass, but there's certainly an uphill battle. Brian Sears returns for the third straight week on love matters right now, a big price, 42 to 1. Number eight is Winter Harbor. Brett Miller brings this horse in for trainer Tony Alanya. After finishing fourth in the Breeders' Crown, sixth of the Kentucky fraternity, Mike, I think Winter Harbor is just a step behind these. And there he is, nine Southwind Frank. Right now, four to one on the board. Uh, Ron Burke, the trainer, and uh, Ron Burke is looking for his first three-year-old Colt and Gelding trotting trophy. Uh, a near miss against the likes of Sutton and Marion Marauder. High percentage winner. Can Southwind Frank return to form? We're going to find out in about two minutes or so. Right now, four to one on the board for Southwind Frank. Looking to get over $2 million in career earnings tonight. And the 10, Mike, is Lagerfeld. 40 to 1 on Lagerfeld. Uh, was fourth in the Breeders' Crown Elimination. Didn't show much in the Kentucky Futurity. I think Lagerfeld can hit the board, but I'm not expecting him to win. Mike Bozich, that's the field for the three year old Colton Gelding Trotta. Do you still have Garnett and Rich up there with you? Yeah, I certainly do. As a matter of fact, I'm going to turn it over to Garnett right now because a horse I did want him to ask him about, a horse coming from north of the border, Five Muscle Hustle, Chris Christopher making the trip over for uh, trainer Per Hendrickson. And uh, Garnett, right now, this horse uh, is a big odds. What are your thoughts on what you've seen with Muscle Hustle? 
You know what? He's had a very good year up north. I mean, he won a, he won the Simcoe. Uh, sorry, he won an OSS Gold. Um, he, he has gate issues at times, so you want to watch this horse in the track. But uh, I think uh, he'll he'll probably be looking for a helmet, maybe second or third over. He might not be a bad horse to put in your exactor or your try. I, I think he can definitely hit the board if he stays flat. He's uh, he's got seemed to have gotten better as the as the year progressed. You see, he's won seven out of fourteen, but many of those came in the last two three months. So uh, I don't think he's uh, I don't think he's totally out of out of out of question here for sure. No, certainly not. Uh, who do you like most of all? Right now, the favorite is bar hopping one to one. Tim Petrick's looking for his third straight Breeders' Crown Championship. It's uh, flashbacks in 2012 when uh, he won four uh, up at uh, Woodbine. But the bar hopping one to one, Mary Brown, the trotting triple crown uh, winner right now, two to one. Do you think that's a pretty good odd on the Mary Lorado? Yeah, you know what? If I had to, if I had to choose between one, I'd go for the price. I think um, I, I wouldn't put too much into the horse getting beat last week. The fractions were slower, so maybe I have a little bit left this week. Like I said, it reminds me a little bit of the Hamiltonian when bar hopping uh, went a huge trip first first uh, heat and uh, was the chalk and got beat. So it, it, maybe history could repeat here. All right, let's send it down right now to Mike Carter. Mike, I believe you're trackside. Uh, does anybody look uh, any good warming up to you right now? Anybody look uh, fantastic and ready to rock? Guys, Mary Marauder looks absolutely sharp, and Southwind Frank looks sharp, and you're getting a little bit of value on uh, Southwind Frank here. Uh, Garnett, I was actually going to ask you, are you surprised by that value? He asked if you were surprised at the value of Marion Marauder. Yeah, we just Sorry, talked about that, him. Mike, right now. Yeah, he just he, he's I am. right I, now I, two know. to one on the board. So uh, this is uh, obviously a very good situation. But uh, is bar hopping overvalued at uh, uh, four to five or undervalued? I should say. I don't know. I mean, uh, most players look at what happened most recently, and uh, bar hopping was almost two seconds faster last week. That's where they go to. But trips are different. Trips are different when you get into the finals. And I think uh, I think the value lays with the two horse here. All right. Mike Carter, you're down at uh, ringside, trackside, so to speak. Final thoughts here on the uh, three-year-old Colton Gelding truck. You know, listen, guys, uh, like Justin Horowitz just said, you got a minute to post here. The horse, uh, four to five of the horse bar hopping. Marion Marauder, two to one. I'm a little bit surprised at how short of a price that bar hopping is, Mike Bozich. Four to five, I just was not expecting at all. But uh, listen, you know, if you can get a, you know, turn Marion Marauder into a uh, six-dollar horse, more power to you. Yeah, certainly. Uh, Garnett, final thoughts on this race? I think uh, it's going to be fairly chalky. Um, probably going to be a fight between the two and three. But, you know, Southwind Frank's taking a lot of money, and he's got to think he's going to be forwardly placed, so maybe he could get in there. But I think it's a 2-3 three or 3-2 three, probably. Unfortunately, I don't want to go chalk, but there you go. All right, right now uh, they're getting ready to go. They're headed to the starting gate. It's time to line them up. It's the start of the $75,000 guaranteed pick four. Good luck if you, uh, you've got a dog in the fight there, that low 15% takeout. Race eight is presented by Dale Valenti Farms, and the uh, John Cashman Jr. Memorial Trophy will be awarded here in just a few moments as the field of 10 lines up behind the starting gate. It's time to turn it over to uh, the fine track announcer here at the Meadowlands, Sam McKee as it's time for Race Saint, the three-year-old Colt and Gelding Trot, going for a purse of $500,000 on Breeders' Crown Night 2016 at the Meadowlands. Let's listen. 
start. So it's post time for the Breeders' Ground. Weightlifter K is off stride. A field of 10 at the post, really? in behind the gate, and heading for the start. And here they come. And they're off. Southwind Frank and Lagerfeld from the outside are leaving, and Sutton is flashing good speed for Andy Miller. Double L. Lindy gets away in the fourth spot, and bar hopping reserved off the pace early in fifth. Marion Marauder immediately to his inside six. Muscle Hustle is going to drop in seventh. Weightlifter K broke before the start. Caught fat trotting and slides up in eighth. Love Matters right there to his outside. Winter Harbor is tenth and trailing the field. And Sutton setting a reasonable pace as they move toward the quarter. Southwind Frank is right there racing in second. And the quarter is up in a tepid 28-3. and three. So Sutton stole the opening quarter and leads it a length onto the back stretch. Southwind Frank is right there behind him racing in second. Double L. Lindy is two lengths further back in third. Longer fell this point. Bar hopping showing the whip fifth, but he's seven lengths from the lead. Marion Marauder already edging into the two wide flow, the whip on his tail, but he's two lengths behind bar hopping. Muscle Hustle waiting for Marion Marauder to advance. Love Manners continues to move up at the rail there. Also on the inside is Weightlifter K as they race through the half mile marker at 56 and 2, a 27 and 4 second quarter, and Sutton leads it a length onto the far turn. Southwind Frank sits tight in the two hole there, and here comes Lagerfeld, who's first over for Dave Miller. He's making progress on the outside. Bar hopping is out to follow him. He's second up and poised in a perfect striking spot. Marion Marauder gapping his cover slightly. Has five lengths to make up on the front end. So it's Sutton who leads the way. Being pressed by Lagerfeld on the outside. Three-quarter time, 124-1. and one, And they come to the top of the stretch. Lagerfeld trying to surge by Sutton. Sutton is trying to fight him off at the rail. Bar hopping, looking to kick off cover. Southwind Frank behind a wall of horses with nowhere to go. Lagerfeld running up. Big mile, bar hopping is charging hard on the outside for T Drake. It's bar hopping getting to the front. Double L Lindy Southwind Frank, bar hopping on T Drake, hat trick of the Breeders' Crowd. Southwind Frank was second, and I believe Double L Lindy from Lagerfeld won 51 and 4. Tim Tietrich has just been outstanding. Three straight driving Breeders' Crown Championship wins. Uh, this time, uh, bar hopping goes to the winner's circle. Jimmy Tactor, uh, the trainer uh, for driver Tim Tietrich. Uh, unbelievable uh, effort here, 151 and 4. It looked like it was going to be anybody's race about the midpoint of the stretch, but bar hopping just kicked powerfully forward. Southwind Frank, there's a couple of horses with some excuses here. Southwind Frank left tuck and uh, did not have any room, was in real heavy traffic. Uh, there on the stretch, and uh, even past the wire, didn't get free until just a couple of steps before the wire. Uh, finished second, uh, it appears. There is a photograph there, but I don't think that's going to be too long of a photograph, and they're about ready to put the numbers up right now, so let's see what we got. But three bar hopping, a four to five winner, uh, another uh, win for Jimmy Tactor, and uh, I'll tell you what, Tim Tietrich is, uh, Garnett, Tim Tietrich, he, he's just having a, he's having a ball tonight. He's having all kind of fun. He's on fire, but you know what? He's putting his horses in the right position to win the races. Um, he was in no rush here, got on perfect cover. Off a trip like that, there's no way anybody was going to beat this horse. Um, you know, sensational performance. And Southwind Frank, who was locked in, was reaching for racetrack at the end, but I don't think he would have caught bar hopping anyway. Certainly not. There it is. The photograph is up, uh, Garnett. Nine Southwind Frank uh, did finish second. Uh, let's see who finished third there. Number six, Double L Indy. That'll spice up that uh, spruce up that try price. Double L Indy went off at 55 to one. Holy moly! 
and uh, number 10 Lagerfeld, who went off at the 51 in his own right, uh, finished fourth. So, you know, let, let me uh, let me turn this down here. We uh, we love Sam McKee, but uh, there we go. Um, once again, Garnett, it seems like the theme tonight, as far as from a gambling point of view, is you want to put your contenders one, two, and you want to put your long shots three, four. Doesn't that seem to kind of seem to be the theme of the night if you're looking to make some money? Yeah, and it's the same. It's kind of the, what I was looking was what I was doing last night when I hit that five dollar try. Don't it, it's very hard to try and beat some of these favorites. They look so outstanding on paper. Look for a horse that maybe can pick up some pieces late or can uh, you know leave and get a bit of a trip like Southland Frank did. You get a seventy to one shot third. You know this try is probably going to come back maybe three four hundred bucks for two dollars with the favorite on top. Yeah, certainly is. Mike Carter's uh, going to get some winner's circle reaction from a guy that we've already talked to a hundred times tonight, Tim Tietrich, and uh, he's going to uh, be on our airwaves once again. Are you going to try to get the trainer? Ah, okay, okay, I got you. He's going to try to get the trainer. Tim, we can't let Tim Tietrich get too much airtime tonight. He's going to try to get the mighty T. He was giving me the T sign down there, Mike. I think that was it. I think that was it, but uh, that was uh, Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll keep the people in suspense. So Mike Hart will be down there with a winner's circle uh, uh, reaction from somebody in just a moment. And uh, Just Cotton's doing a great job down uh, in the paddock. Tim Tietrich is just having a blast. Three straight Breeders' Ground wins. He uh, needs one more to tie his record. Uh, and uh, he's, uh, he'll have some opportunities to do it. But bar hopping was just very, very good. Looked super in the Brutus Grand Elimination last time. Just looked super. And uh, once again, unbelievable here tonight. 151 and 4 of the clocking. The prices are up. Bar hopping returns 380 to win, 260 to place, 260 to show. Southwind Frank, the 9, 420 to place, 320 to show. 6 double L Lindy, the big price, 1040 to show. Uh, the three nine exact it was nineteen dollars. The uh, three nine six drive effect the three hundred two dollars forty cents. There you go, Garnett. You get a long shot in for third, and uh, and, and look how much that thing pays. But uh, uh, Garnett, before we turn it down to Mike Carter, let's get uh, let's get some thoughts from you as far as what happened with uh, Marion Marauders. Certainly uh, did not bring his A game. Was not able to close tonight. No, you know he didn't fire at all, and maybe. Uh... <laughs> In retrospect, maybe there was something to it that he, uh, you know, he couldn't win off those soft fractions last week. He's had, he's had a pretty tough campaign, and uh, I guess bar hopping's peaking right now. And obviously, Marion Marauder's going the other way for some reason. Yeah, certainly. Uh, so Mike Garner's going to be down there in the winner's circle, uh, going to get uh, winner's circle reaction uh, here in just a moment. Uh, Rich Matei, let's uh, let's bring you in bar hopping. Uh, another favorite here tonight, four to five. Uh, getting the job done. But uh, as we've said, it just really looks like that if you can put long shots underneath with contenders one, two, that uh, you can make some money. Look how much that trifecta paid just with the long shot third place finish. Yeah, and even the super is going to be good because Lagerfeld was 50 to one, and he raced pretty good coming first over. And uh, But you're not going to beat the three off the trip he got. By the way, the dime paid $135.67. Garnet, that's for a dime. That is a pretty darn good payoff, $135 uh, for a dime. And uh, that's pretty economical. I can't even afford I can afford a dime, yep. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a huge pretty huge payoff with a four-to-five shot on top for sure. Well, I'll tell you what, Garnett, if the night keeps going like it is, I might have to borrow a couple of dimes from you if you're getting through it next couple of races. We're going to uh, we're gonna take a timeout, pay some bills. Mike Carter standing by the winner's circle. We're going to hit up with him next on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a disqualification. 
It doesn't get much worse than picking a winner that ends up being disqualified after the race. What if you could eliminate the stress of sweating out a steward's inquiry? At Bet America, we're here to help. Introducing Inquiry Relief. Any winners of a graded stakes race will get paid out even if they are disqualified after a steward's inquiry. Check BetAmerica.com for details and side effects. Get the relief you deserve with Inquiry Relief only at BetAmerica.com. Ever dream of owning your own racehorse? How would you like to get in the winner's circle? With the number one harness racing partnership in the U.S., VIP State. There's nothing like the thrill of your horse coming down the stretch. To find out more, call VIP Stable at 877-VIP-WIN-1 or visit us on the web at www.vipstable.com. Turning horse racing fans into racehorse owners. Be a winner. Back on post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America, sponsored by Mullinax Ford. Mike, Mike Carter's down in the winner's circle. Garnett Barnsdale and Rich Matei at the broadcast location. Jessica Auden is uh, standing by in the po- uh, paddock. She has a guest. We'll get to her as soon as we get winner's circle reaction from Mike Carter as uh, number three uh, bar hopping is uh, making his way out of the winner's circle. And Tim Tietrich uh, is uh, pretty much got a, a footprint uh, behind that table with the white cloth. He has been back there three times now three straight for uh driver tim tietrich and uh let's just check and see who he's got in the ninth uh tim tietrich will be driving a caprice hill in the three-year-old philly trot a horse with uh certainly a chance so we are 11 minutes away from that ninth race at uh, 10.04 is the scheduled start mike carter is uh just about the 30 seconds away from getting that winner's circle reaction is uh tim tietrich is uh getting used to the bright lights and uh, he's uh, getting his picture snapped uh, quite a bit tonight. It's been his winner's circle. He's uh, just having a lot of fun out there. And uh, now they're giving the big wave as the celebration continues for number three, Bar Hopping, who is the uh, three-year-old Colton Gelding uh, Breeders' Crown Champion here at 2016. Ninth career win. This win puts him uh, well over a million dollars now uh, in career earnings. And uh, right now, is uh, let's uh, send down to... Uh, Mike Carter, Mike, it looks like you're down there in the celebration. Let's uh, send it down to you. Mike, take it away. All right, we're in the winter circle with uh, one of the co-owners of Bar Hopping, uh, Mr. Uh, Hatfield. And listen, we stopped by the Jimmy Tactor barn this morning, and we talked about it all the time, but we didn't get a chance to stop and talk about Bar Hopping. Talk about how special this horse is. Oh, he's a very special horse. We watched him as a two-year-old. Jimmy brought him along so slowly, but he's done a great job with him. Then we come along. We're in the in – the, Hambo, we win the eliminations, and he lost the final. Then we go to win the Trotton Classic in Canada, go to Kentucky. We win the Bluegrass, get beat in the uh, the other race. Man, he's a super horse, super horse. Now, bar hopping has been a horse that's been kind of overshadowed by Southwind Frank. In the Hamiltonian elimination, bar hopping looked absolutely fantastic. Uh, he come right back in the Canadian Trotting Classic and raced very well. He won his British Crown elimination. Uh, where do we go for where do we go next with bar hopping number one? And uh, you know what do you say to those who maybe uh, thought that he wasn't the real deal? Well, you know, for the non-believers, I'm telling you this is the real deal. This horse is a great horse. But you know, Jimmy Tactor will make that decision probably for sure. But uh, you know, he looks like he might be a possible stud. He's just a great horse. He's, he's got great confirmation, and 
his lines, he's just getting better and better. It just shows it. Mr. Hatfield, congratulations on your win in the Breeders' Crown with bar hopping. Thank you very much. Mike Bozich, back to you, buddy. All right, thank you very much, Mike Carter, down in the winner's circle with one of the uh, owners of uh, bar hopping, uh, the Hatfield Stables from Columbus, Ohio, ninth career win, uh, eighth win of the season for bar hopping. We are going to take a timeout. We've got lots to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Uh, Jess Cotton's going to join us in just a moment. Uh, she's got uh, some reaction from the paddock. Uh, plus, we got their three-year-old Philly truck coming up and a very special segment. We had a chance to sit down with Jimmy Tactor as uh, he had a chance to talk about his great three-year-old Philly trotter all the time. We've got a lot to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike. We'll be back in a moment. Friends of Maryland Standard Breads is an industry support group focused on promoting harness racing in Maryland. Friends of Maryland Standard Breads works hand-in-hand with charities involving children and horses, such as the Harness Horse Youth Foundation. Friends of Maryland Standard Breads is actively involved with organizations such as the Maryland Horse Council and the Maryland Horse Industry Board, working together to promote the horse industry in Maryland. Follow Friends of Maryland Standard Breads on Twitter and like them on Facebook. We're back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America, Mike Bozich, Mike Carter, Garnett Barnsdale, Rich Matei, and right now we're joined by Jessica in the paddock, and Jessica has driver Yannick Gingra. Jessica, take it away. Hey, guys. I'm here with Yannick, uh, driver of All the Time. I talked to trainer Jimmy Tacker this morning about All the Time and her amazing recovery. She was a winner in the Hamble Oaks comeback. She was strong, both qualifiers. Had an impressive elimination last week in 55-1, and one, closing hard at the end. She draws inside. What do you expect to see from her tonight? Oh, I think she's going to be even a little stronger than last week. You know, like you said, she's up since Hamiltonian and uh, had, you know, two qualifiers and then last week. So I think, uh, she, like I said, a little stronger and not a strong performance for sure. Broadway Donna seems to be the favorite tonight. What do you think Broadway Donna will do out of the gate? Are you going to follow her out of there? Oh, uh, you know, I get different scenarios in my mind. You know, I'd, I'd love to see, definitely stay close to her. Uh, you know, if he uh, if he's going to race her from behind, I, I would be surely glad to follow her. Or, or if he goes to the front, I, I definitely don't want him to get too much of a jump on me. All right, good luck, and thank you for your time. You. And there you have it, Yannick Dingrock, driving the horse um, all the time for trainer Jimmy Taxter after an amazing story she had this summer. Back to you, Mike. All right, thank you very much, uh, uh, Jessica. And then uh, we did have a chance to uh, head down to uh, the Jimmy Tactus stables today. Spent uh, quite a bit of time over there. What a fantastic operation he's got. And uh, speaking of operations, he told us uh, quite a touching story of his three-year-old Philly Trotter, which is coming up uh, in just a few minutes that will be competing for the three-year-old Philly Trot here in Breeders' Crown 2016 all the time. And without further ado, let's roll that footage. As a two-year-old, all the time wasn't the easiest of horses to work with. Well, to talk about all the time, she'd been a really, really challenging horse. I mean, from the moment we broke her, actually, she was uh, she was a different horse. I mean, she was, uh, first of all, she had a really hard time to trot the turns, especially going left way, and uh, so we trained her basically most of her training miles the wrong way, actually. and. Uh, then she come up in Midlands and uh, bigger turns, and uh, she was able to handle herself. I didn't know what I had there, you know. I mean, she she was uh, too complicated really to get on the right track, and 
I think I won uh, her first myself driving her her first lifetime start in uh, Jersey Sire Stake and uh, I could feel right away she had a little special, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, she had more than, uh, than an average horse. According to experienced trainer, when she came to the Hamiltonian Oaks, things just didn't seem right for Jimmy's star three-year-old filly. Well, you know, she, she leading into the race, uh, you know, like the couple weeks prior to this, uh, she, she, uh, I couldn't get it right because he always had big back issues, serious back issues, and uh, and uh, I was working hard with her. I jogged there every morning myself, uh, very early in the morning and on the grass, and just tried to get it right. And she got a little better and better. And uh, and the day of the Hamiltonian, I don't think I could have her better than she was that day. She was super that day, and uh, and. Uh, and, uh, but she, she's not the easy horse, and we find out after, you know, of course, after when she, the day after she got the bad colic, and uh, she had the, like, uh, I don't know myself the anatomy about the horse that good when I have colic, I learned a little bit of it, and, uh, you know, I guess the intestines is, is wrapped around a cheat. Uh, that uh, the intestines are attached to, and uh, somehow it got a rip in the in the cheat, yeah. and that's when intestines got through, oh. and that's and they thought that she most likely could have been born with it. It's more tear there, and uh, and uh, and also that's why her back always was bad. Yeah. So after we did the surgery, we noticed right after actually her back felt a little better. So I think you know this has been go ongoing problem she had, you know. So and uh, she colicked once. One for me in December uh, after two-year-old season, but they just went in a fix. They didn't go deep because you don't want to open up horse too much, and uh, and uh, and so they could not see anything there. But this time, they were able to see something second time. So, yeah. you know, it's it's just amazing that this really come back. I mean, uh, you know, I, anyone that dealt with these kind of issues and see horse coming back because. It's not just the time in two months, and you know it's like horse got to stay installed for a couple of weeks, and uh, and uh, I used to take her out in the evening, and when I take my evening walks and take her with me like a little dog, I used to get <laughs> get the daily exercise because we could walk her how much we wanted, you know, but no running stress, and we did a lot of that, you know, for the three weeks basically we didn't do much with her and. Uh, and I spoke to the people in Mid-Atlantic, they did a fantastic job to, you know, the surgery-wise and uh, the guys there, you know, they, they've been uh, very excited about her success coming back and uh, and they gave me clearance to, you know, you know, play by ear, of course, you know, see how much we can push her and things like that. But anyway, by this time, when a horse don't do much, they're losing the muscle tones and everything, they don't have that racehorse uh, look, you know, so... We started her back and started training her, and you know, she looked like a horse that was not uh, gonna be ready. I mean, I talking, I have a month to make this horse ready, you know. So, I, and uh, I did three workouts with her here on the farm, just slow ones. I think the fastest one was two seven and uh, and uh, two twenty five miles and one twenty two seven, which was rushing it a little bit, consider what she was up to. Then I brought it to Lexington, I trained her a mile out there, and then I qualified her, and she was amazing and good that day. The procedure was nothing like Tactor had ever seen before. We had found out this was not the first time she had colicked. 
According to Tactor, she had a small colic in December of her two-year-old season, but it was never found out just how bad her insides really were. Well, colic is, you know, I mean, I after we find out what was the injury, we kind of felt a lot better. But, you know, at the time when we sent her up there, she was in really, really bad pain. And the funny you're asking, because the day before the hambitonia, she actually had a little colic here. So we, I mean, you know, like colic, you, we cannot do much, you know, at that time. It's just uh, 30 hours, whatever it was, out before the race, and she had to be in a detention, uh, you know, the night before. And so we took her out on the truck and trailer, tried to get her comfortable, you know, and uh, I mean, all line yard. And so we were very lucky because day after the race, you know, she colic, she couldn't mind as well colic the day before the Hambertonian and severe one like she did. But uh, I guess with the race, that reaped further that cheat, you know. And Leaning up to the Breeders' Crown, Tactor said he wasn't sure if all the time would be ready. You know, I mean, things like that, stories like this and things like that, you know, you're dealing with so many great horses like I've done. And, and you know, every horse has a little story, you know, I mean, but... This is a very unique one, and if she pull off tonight, uh, you know, the British Crown, that would have mean a lot, you know. I mean, I didn't want to do anything, of course, to jeopardize her health, you know, bring her back. So, I, you know, I, great owners, they own the horse, and they understand, and I explain for them, you know, if we can't do it, we can't do it, but I think we give a shot for the British Crown. You know, if we can do it, then I, and uh, here we are, and uh, she's one of the favorites, and uh, and I, I if everything go right, I, I wouldn't shock me if she pulled her off. Um, of course, a couple of those fillies should be a little bit more tighter and a little bit more uh, race fit than she is, but uh, I think she's the best filly in the group. So, uh, you know, with her class and uh, determination, I think she's, uh, you know, uh, could pull her off. Jimmy Tactor won his first Breeders' Crown race 23 years ago today. Tactor says his win with Always Be Mickey last night was the most special horse he had ever won with. Talking with Tactor about all the time, one thing is obvious. Just how much he truly loves his racehorses and his job. She staked to the matron the coming up uh, a couple weeks later. I'm doubting I go out there, you know. it's uh, uh, If she pulled this off here tonight, uh, then I... Uh, I I'd, I'd probably take my hat off for her, you know, and say, see. For Post Time with Mike and Mike, I'm Jessica Otten. Okay, back, with, uh, back here on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by MedAmerica. And, uh, well, there you heard it from Jimmy Tactor. If this horse uh, wins here tonight all the time, she uh, very well may be retired. Right now, she is 3-1 to one on the board. Real quick, we're going to send it down to uh, Mike Carter. Mike is uh, down there with Ashley Tietrich. And, uh, well, I'll tell you what, Tim's having quite a day, uh, Mike. Yeah, Tim's having a fantastic night here at the Breeders' Crown. Real quick, we want to touch on all the time. I can guarantee there will not be a dry eye in the winner's circle if all the time can win here. But Ashley's hoping Caprice Hill can win for the uh, number four. Uh, listen, your husband's had a ton of luck here tonight. Uh, talk a little bit about it. 
Oh, it's just been amazing. It's an honor to be here at the British Ground. This is literally what you live for when you race horses, and it's an honor. It truly is. Now, we talked a little bit about new vocations last night. Talk to us tonight about uh, some of the T-Trick uh, racing products. We figured this would be a good time to highlight that. Absolutely. Yeah, you can find our stuff at T-TrickRacingGear.com. Um, it's been an amazing experience. We do hats and jackets and T-shirts and sweatshirts, and it's amazing. And um, we ship all over the world. We ship to 25 countries. And, uh, you know, check it out and let us know what you think. Now, Mike, I got to tell you, listen, they are a strong supporter of this show. They love our show. So uh, make sure you guys go out and buy uh, some of the Tim Teacher Racing gear. Back to you guys. All right, thank you very much, Mike. We're going to hear from you in just a few minutes uh, in the winner's circle. Uh, you'll get reaction. Right now, Garnett Barnsdale, I'm going to throw it to you because we're just a couple of minutes away from the three-year-old Philly trot. Uh, a good field of 10. Didn't even have uh, time to go through the post spray, but that's okay. We'll uh, try to give you the uh, the uh, short version here. But uh, two all the time right now, five to two on the board. The heavy four to five favorite is number five, Broadway Donna. Uh, Garnett, what are your thoughts? You know what, I I, I, I think it really comes down to all the time in Broadway Donna. They really impressed me last week, but I'm going to better try here and I'm going to try to beat Caprice Hill and Emoticon Hanover who are taking a lot of money out of the third spot using some bombs. Earn your wings at 35 to one celebrity events, eventy at 60 to one and doodle all day. A horse I know well from Canada very capable of picking up some pieces late 85 to one two five with two five with three, four, six for a deuce for $12 play. That's where I'm going. All right. Well, obviously, you know, after that long uh, segment with Jimmy Tactor, I mean, all the time is certainly the sentimental favorite here. She is staying to the matron at Dover, but the, as we can hear from the closing, uh, the closing seconds of that interview, Jimmy Tactor says if all the time wins this, that she could uh, be retired. She probably shouldn't, uh, you know, because she, obviously she's a great racehorse. But, uh, I mean, she had uh, – it was a very, very scary situation after the, the Hamiltonian Oaks, uh, the win by three and uh, three-quarters lengths. And as we talked to Jimmy, Jimmy said he was they were pretty close in losing her, uh, but uh, she has come back. Uh, it's been a good fairy tale story. She's won uh, two straight qualifiers and then the come from behind win uh, in the Breeders' Crown Elimination, 27-4. and four. Um, Broadway Donna is obviously the favorite. And uh, as you mentioned at Garnett, maybe once again it could be the time where we could just go uh, favorite, favorite, contender, contender, and try to get something underneath to uh, spruce the price up a little bit. That seems to be the script tonight. Yeah, and you know, I mean, for third, I've always said in a lot of races, anybody can come third. And it could be a horse that stays locked in on the rail where there's a lot of battling going on and then horses tire and they kind of slide up late. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's, uh, it makes a lot of sense to try and get some bombs in the third spot. But uh, two, to me, the two and the five stand out. Unfortunately, again, they're chocks. All right. Well, they're getting ready to head to the starting gate for the ninth race. Uh, this uh, is being presented by Hickory Lane, three-year-old Philly Trot. It'll be the John Simpson Senior Memorial Trophy. Uh, it does start a pick three, so uh, if you did get taken out of the first leg of the pick four, and if you tried to avoid the chalk bar hopping in that first leg, then uh, you certainly have an opportunity to try to get some of it back in this pick three. Once again, a final look at the odds boards as they go to the starting gate. Broadway Donna right now is three to five on the board. She's won 15 of 21 high percentage winner and this one will easily put over the million dollar mark same can be said for all the time is the second favorite right now at five to two caprice hill is seven to one on the board emoticon hanover is six to one on the board without further ado as they come to the starting gate let's send it up to the fine track announcer here at the meadowlands the great sam mckee it's the three-year-old philly breeders crown final for five hundred thousand dollars race nine from the meadowlands the 2016 breeders crown kicks on here at the swamp. 
And they're off. Emoticon Hanover and Fad Finance stride out together from the outside. Caprice Hill using the rail to full advantage all the time. Comes away in the fourth spot. Earn your wings is going to settle in fifth. Celebrity events he is sixth. Broadway Donna trots around her on the outside. Now into the fifth spot as they circle the turn. Doodle all day takes the top eighth on the inside. Racing ninth is Flowers and Song. And at the back of the pack is Sidebet Hanover who trails the field as they move toward the opening quarter. Emoticon Hanover a length and a half in front. Here comes Jim Grau with all the time. Moving up on the outside, now third, now moving towards second to press the pace, and the quarter was comfortable in just 28 seconds flat. Caprice Hill on the inside is racing in third. Fad Finance is fourth as they move toward the half-mile marker. Broadway Donna is fifth. Racing in sixth and behind her is Earn Your Wings. Celebrity events, he's showing the whip on the outside as all the time clears the lead, and Broadway Donna takes to the outside, so she's coming first over from the fifth spot, now fourth and four lengths from the front. Side bet in over, saving ground at the rail, races into eighth, due to all day, ninth on the outside, 56 and three, the half mile time, and Flowers and Songs, 10th and trailing the field, so it's all the time in front on the far turn, and Broadway Donna is coming to call, riding up to her wheel, first over with three eights to go. Emoticon Hanover is jammed in the pocket right now, second up on the outside is Earn Your Wings, who's carving out a nice trip as they circle the far turn, coming toward the three quarter marker, Caprice Hill is jammed in at the rail, Celebrity Events, he is third up on the outside, trapped in his fan finance, shuffled back to seven, three quarters in 125 and 3, 29 seconds on the turn, and they'll sprint for home, and it's all the time in front. Broadway Donna powering up alongside her under a hand drive. Broadway Donna coming on all the time, trying to fight back to her on the inside. Emoticon Hanover trying to come through. Earn your wings toward the outside. Caprice Hill in traffic. It's Broadway Donna. Broadway Donna edging away to win the Breeders' Crown. Emoticon Hanover second, then all the time, and earn your wings 153 and 1. Well, and there you are, Broadway Donna, after all the time, brushed to the top, Broadway Donna in complete grinding fashion, uh, gets the job done, four to five winner for trainer Jim Campbell, the win puts her safely above the million dollar mark uh, by adding $250,000 to her bankroll, one fifty. Three and one the clock in 15. Make that 16 career wins now in 22 lifetime starts. Seven of 12 here in 2016. She's won four in a row. And uh, Garnett, another favorite here, four to five. Broadway Donna did not disappoint her backers. No, you know what? She raced phenomenal last week from the 10 hole. And many, many public handicappers had this mare as her best bet. And, uh, you know, she did it. Uh, she did it the hard way. Twenty-seven and three coming home, just kind of floated up in a twenty-nine third quarter. And uh, I guess Miller figured he had much the best horse. Look, he's got the whip tucked away. You know, for almost the final sixteenth of a mile, she was just much the best. But Emoticon Hanover raced great to finish second uh, for Sylvan Filion, who came all the way down here for one drive. Yeah, certainly a good second-place finish there for Emoticon Hanover. All the time had to settle for third after doing battle with Broadway Donna. Fourth going to earn your wings, 39-1 to uh, right there on the bottom end. But, uh, Garnett, I'm going to turn to you because all the time was uh, battling with Broadway Donna in the stretch, and uh, it looked like Yannick was trying to keep her flat. It looked like uh, he was uh, losing her there for a little bit. It was a great job by Yannick to keep her mind on, on matters. It was, and, you know, I think um, she doesn't really show it here in her past performances, but a lot of her races last year, she raced best on the front. So I think that's probably why he uh, he made the early move tonight. You might be, you know, if you're looking just at her, her six races on the form, you might be wondering, you know, why did Yannick move to the front when uh, she raced well, so well off cover last week? But maybe he wanted to get the jump on Broadway Donna and, um, 
you know, I mean, uh, he, he got, he managed to get a back it down in the 29 second, third quarter. So really no excuse other than, uh, you know, maybe the better horse, just the better Philly one here. Yeah, certainly. Broadway done, and the prices are already up, Garnett. They did, boy, they didn't waste no time there. Three sixty to win, two sixty to place, two twenty to show. Seven emoticon Hanover, six to one shot second. Paid five eighty to place, two eighty to show. All the time was third at two sixty. The exacta was eighteen dollars and forty cents, and the trifecta five seven two returns forty six dollars and eighty cents. Dave Miller is making his way to the winners' circle, the Hall of Famer uh, behind five. Broadway Donna, who wins for the fourth straight time and that she is a breeders crown champion in the three-year-old philly trotting ranks we'll have a break to tank when we come back we're going to send it down to mike carter who's going to have winner's circle reaction plus after that we had a chance to uh, have a lengthy conversation about a very special horse darlin on the beach uh, and uh, nancy johansson we had a chance to sit down with her we're going to play that interview in just a second as well. Plenty left to come on this very special edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, live from the Breeders' Crown, presented by Bet America, sponsored by Mullinex Ford. Embroidery Unlimited is a premier provider of quality embroidery, screen printing, and promotional products. Our commitment to quality and pride in our work is second to none. We focus on quality and customer service. For all of your stable or business needs, Embroidery Unlimited is the number one provider in harness racing. Give Jim Winsky a call at 508-485-5522. That's 508-485-5522. Or visit them on the internet at EmbroideryUNL.com. That's EmbroideryUNL.com. Embroidery Unlimited. Ever dream of owning your own racehorse? How would you like to get in the winner's circle? With the number one harness racing partnership in the U.S., VIP State. There's nothing like the thrill of your horse coming down the stretch. To find out more, call VIP Stable at 877-VIP-WIN-1 or visit us on the web at www.vipstable.com. Turning horse racing fans into racehorse owners. Be a winner. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a disqualification. It doesn't get much worse than picking a winner that ends up being disqualified after the race. What if you could eliminate the stress of sweating out a steward's inquiry? At Bet America, we're here to help. Introducing Inquiry Relief. Any winners of a graded stakes race will get paid out even if they are disqualified after a steward's inquiry. Check BetAmerica.com for details and side effects. Get the relief you deserve with Inquiry Relief only at BetAmerica.com. The New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program places retired racehorses into approved monitored homes and transitions them into second careers. New Vocations has placed over 350 retired standard breads the past three years. They are now accepting horses from all racetracks in the United States. New Vocations has facilities in Ohio, Kentucky, and Pennsylvania and is expanding to New York. To learn more, visit newvocations.org and on Facebook at New Vocations. Racehorse Adoption Program. Winner's Circle Reaction going on right now is the winner of the 
Three-year-old Philly trot, number five, Broadway Donna, is uh, getting the blank presentation Lane uh, or the John Simpson Senior Memorial Trophy. The race was presented by Hickory Lane. Broadway Donna did not disappoint. The win puts her way over a million dollars as she collects the lion's share of that $500,000 purse. Trainer Jim Campbell, uh, driver Dave Miller down in the winner's circle. Mike Carter is uh, standing by. He's going to have one of them uh, in just once again, plenty to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. We want to take an opportunity to thank all of our sponsors, because certainly without them, there wouldn't be us. And they include Friends of Maryland, Standard Breads, of course, Bet America. Hopefully you're wagering all the action here at the Breeders' Crown through Bet America. New vocations. We just heard from Ashley Tietrich, good friend Winnie Morgan Nemeth. The Stable.ca, of course, VIP Internet Stables, and uh, Embroidery Limited Unlimited, and uh, the list goes on and on. So we certainly appreciate all the support from the harness racing community. Broadway Donna is the three-year-old Philly trotting champion here at the Meadowlands as Breeders' Ground 2016 rolls on. We still have plenty left to come. Race number 10 is next. The 10th race is the three-year-old Philly pace with a good field of 10. Should be a very competitive race. Pure Country is the morning line favorite right now at 5-2. to two, And it uh, looks like the morning line sticking true. Pure Country right now is 2-1 to one on the board. Number 8, L.A. Delight, is 3-1. to one, And number 2, Pen Pal, is 9-2 to two on the board. So she's getting some early support. And 6, Darlin' on the Beach, the horse we're going to hear all about, is 9-2 uh, to two on the the board. So Mike Carter right now is in the winner's circle. Dave Miller looks like he's taking the ride back with number five, Broadway Donna, as he has to prepare. Jim Campbell's going to be uh, the recipient of the Breeders' Crown Trophy, the uh, John Simpson Senior Trophy. So uh, we'll check in with Mike Carter in a moment. Jessica Otten also is uh, standing by in the paddock, so she's got an interview uh, coming up as well. As a matter of fact, we're just going to throw it to her. We don't even know who she has or... uh, what the situation is back there, but let's send it to Jessica. Jessica, you got a special guest for us? Yeah, um, the trainer of Newborn Sassy. Just a second. She's going over here. <laughs> Thank you. All right, I'm joined here with the trainer of Newborn Sassy. She was a winner in her elimination last week, second over for the three-wide flip and the stretch, coming home in 27, facing the mile in 153, overcoming post seven. She draws a little bit inside tonight. Can you tell us what you're expecting from her? Oh, I'm expecting her to be good tonight. Uh, you know, she she's real good. Last quarter, 27 seconds in the piece all the time, and uh, um, got the lucky four hole. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm expecting good things tonight. Tim Tietrich also has three on the card already, so I'm hoping he makes it number four for you. I was talking with Heather earlier, and she's telling me a little bit about the programs Newborn Statue was involved in. Can you tell us a little bit about those? Her program. The. Um, She's uh, participating with uh, New Vocations. Oh, yes, yes. She's part of that with New Vocations, and she's also with the uh, a stable that God loves up in Canada, and uh, they help backstretch help, so we uh, donate a portion of her earnings to that and now uh, the New Vocations. So, uh, yeah, yeah, Sassy's helping a lot of people. Well, good for you, and good luck tonight. Thank oh, you. Oh, thank you so much. So there you have it. Katrina of Newborn Sassy and a three-year-old Philly Pace of Greenish Crown. Back up to you, Mike. All right, thank you very much, Jessica. That was uh, uh, Joanne Looney King. And uh, we're going to throw it down to uh, Mike Carter right now, who's standing just outside of the winner's circle. Uh, looks like Mike Carter's got a special guest. So, Mike, why don't you take it away? Listen, I had to beg her to stand over here with me, okay, for a few seconds. Allison Conti from the USTA is uh, waving at you. Listen, Allison, really quick want to talk to you about the night's racing. 
Listen, there hasn't been a walk off the screen uh, hardly at all tonight. What do you think of uh, tonight's race? Oh, they've been great. I mean, other than um, um, Walner, um, that's the only one. I mean, Huntsville was super impressive, and he looked like he was kind of just toying, toying with him late there. Uh, it's been been great racing. That that photo, I was sure, was a dead heat. I still want to see the zoom. It was uh, some omen somewhere. It was a great, great race. It was fun. Now, listen, we got a couple of races left to go. Give me one choice. doesn't matter who it is. Just pick a name if you have to. One choice. Name if I have to. Um, I God, you're putting the pressure on. I think Western Fame gets a big one tonight in the three-year-old pool case. I know he's a favorite, but um, he's been like he's been right there all year. And I don't know, it's been a long year for Racing Hill, who I love, but he's been uh, in every dance and he's a little tired. I don't know. All right, well, you heard it here first. Listen, Mike, I've got Jessica Otten uh, trying to get with somebody from the All of the Time stable, uh, trying to make sure that uh, All the Time came out of that race okay. But uh, you heard it here first. Allison Conti likes Western Fame, guys. All right, thank you very much, uh, Mike Carter, standing down uh, outside the winner's circle with uh, the USDA's Allison Conte. We're going to take one more short time out. When we come back, we've got plenty of more, including our uh, sit-down special interview with Nancy Johansson of Darlin' on the Beaches in this upcoming race, the three-year-old Philly Pace. You've got post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Friends of Maryland Standard Breads is an industry support group focused on promoting harness racing in Maryland. Friends of Maryland Standard Breads works hand-in-hand with charities involving children and horses, such as the Harness Horse Youth Foundation. Friends of Maryland Standard Breads is actively involved with organizations such as the Maryland Horse Council and the Maryland Horse Industry Board, working together to promote the horse industry in Maryland. Follow Friends of Maryland Standard Breads on Twitter and like them on Facebook. It's Princess Fabulosa to the passing lane. Darling on the beach, bearing down on the outside. Princess Fabulosa, newborn sassy. Darling on the beach. Darling on the beach. What a recovery by this one. Darlin' on the Beach started off her two-year-old campaign very strongly, but according to trainer Nancy Johansson, she had to have things her own way. Um, she was always very talented. She always had a lot of speed. Um, we had, she wanted things done her way a lot as a two-year-old. Um, she wouldn't wear a head pole, which was a little bit of an issue because she was running in quite a bit um, at the end of her two-year-old season, and she was a little rammy, and, you know, she didn't really want to settle or sit in a, in a pocket, but I mean, she's day and night different this year. This year, I mean, she wears a head pull first of all, <laughs> which you know took some took some educating throughout the winter. And I mean, she sits really nice in a hole now, and I actually think she does her best work racing off the pace now. But she's always had a lot of talent and a lot of speed, so we we knew that she, you know there was good stuff coming into her three-year-old season. And she obviously, I mean, she grew a ton between her two- and three-year-old season. So just maturity. When Darlin' on the Beach started her three-year-old season, it was obvious that she had grown up as a racehorse and really outperformed some of the others. Yeah, I mean, she matured a lot. Actually, the first time I qualified her up here at the Meadowlands, she actually surprised me a little bit because we hadn't really trained her, you know, that many fast miles at home. And she came up here and she just romped in her qualifier and was very impressive. Um, and, I mean, she raced good up in Canada in the fan handover. She won her elimination, and, you know, she had won an overnight at Poconos in 51, and 
she raced good. She beat Pure Country. She was the first one to beat Pure Country in the Miss Pennsylvania elimination. And then in the final, it was a little bit still of her not really being mature yet. I, I think she got down to the half in 53 in a piece. And it was, I mean, it was just too much in the beginning of the season. Um, and then, I mean, obviously things didn't really work our way in the Lynch when she AFibbed. Um, I actually think when she was third in the elimination of the Lynch, it was probably one of her best races of the year because she just came so far off the pace, which is hard to do at Poconos. But then things turned for the worse during the Lynch Memorial at Pocono Downs, where she had to be pulled up and out of the race as she had what appeared to be an AFib situation. Seven and two second panel, pure country on top. Now Blue Moon Stride slides into the pocket behind her. Nifty little move there by McCarthy. Linwood Beach Girl third, Darlin on the beach is fading out of it. Usually when horses AFib, it's just kind of a freak thing that you really, you can't really, <laughs> there's no warning sign to it and there's really no, you know, they can't really give you a concrete reason why they do it either, which, you know, as a trainer, you would like to know black and white, okay, this is what caused it, but, um, I mean, after she did AFib, we took her to Mid-Atlantic, and they did a full workup on her, and, you know, they scanned her lungs, and they checked her heart, and did everything, and all the tests came back normal, so I think it was probably, I mean, like I've said before, I've gone on record, she doesn't like the detention barn well, she doesn't settle well in detention, she doesn't usually drink too well in detention barn, so I think that, it, I mean, one of the causes for an AFib would be um, dehydration, so I mean, she probably just didn't drink enough fluids that day, and it was, you know, a hot day in the summer, so I, I, the colder weather should definitely help her, and I think, you know, we saw that in Lexington, you know, the weather changed right. and she wins in 48-1, and one, so. <laughs> yeah. Nancy, take us through that race when... Uh the Lynch, when she started to slow down there, did you kind of know at the point what was happening? Um, well, you know, I, it was kind of really disappointing because she was sitting perfectly behind Pure Country and, you know, going to the half, you're like, oh, this is setting up perfect for us. And then, you know, going in the turn, obviously she was, she started to struggle and she, David took her out of the race. And I mean, I've seen horses AFib before. I mean, my dad had Moneymaker when she AFibbed. I was, you know, around then. And it was the same kind of thing. They go from, you know, going forward to not being able to go at all. And I mean, obviously, at first, you're concerned, you know, that I oh, hope she didn't break down or, you know, something that can't be fixed. But I mean, like I said, just making sure that she has enough fluids and, you know, that she doesn't dehydrate and stuff like that makes um, makes it a manageable issue. I mean, knock on wood, she hasn't had any problems with it since then. So, but I, I, I was pretty, you know, um, confident that that's what had happened and in yeah. that case that's the best best scenario actually because it is something that's easy to manage and I mean we're very diligent we always check our horses heart rates every time they train and every time they race and so when she went in Lexington a few weeks ago and she paced at 48 her heart rate was just under 80 after the race which is exceptionally low it's probably one of the lowest I've ever seen and after the Lynch, she came in off the track and she had over 130. Wow. So, I mean, there was an obvious heart distress right away. Yeah. So. And uh, Dave was driving her that night, right? Yeah. And what did, what did he say when he got off the bike? I mean, he was, obviously, everybody was concerned yeah. about the horse's safety at that point. And, you know, I mean, he's probably a little shocked, too, because he's going from sitting behind Pure Country in a good right. spot to right. what happened, you know. But, um, I mean, he, he too, as well, thought that she had AFib right away. I mean, he's driven enough races, and I'm sure driven a lot of horses that that's happened, too. So. 
Now from, okay, so after the lynch, uh, she went obviously directly to um, the vet clinic. And what, I mean, what did they say? What was kind of the treatment after, I know you said the tests were back normal. What was kind of the treatment plan? And then um, let's get into when was the decision made to go ahead and maybe try to start bringing her back a little bit? Well, you know, they were very confident at Mid-Atlantic that it was going to be like a, just a, you know, her electrolyte whatever was off a little bit and you know once we got that managed that she would be you know good to go again so she went to Mid-Atlantic on Monday and she was she came home from Mid-Atlantic I think Tuesday afternoon and she started jogging again on Wednesday and then the you know the following Friday she qualified at the Midlands and she won her qualifier and she looked awesome so it was just you know it's nice I, I obviously I wanted to take her to mid-Atlantic after the race because I wanted to make sure that there was no you know I obviously number one most important is the horse's safety and you don't want to put them in jeopardy in any way so yeah, it's better to leave it up to the professionals to give you a clean bill of health and you know guess that she's healthy so after talking with medical staff it was determined that she would be fine and was probably just dehydrated no not really because I know she's a good horse I I think that she's had a little bit of bad luck this year and maybe sometimes, you know, <clears throat> I mean, bad luck happens. She draws bad all the time. She's had six and seven hole, I think, a million times this year. But, I mean, a lot of my horses seem to draw bad. I don't know if it's me. <laughs> but, um, I mean, she's she's done good work. I mean, she, she missed the board in the Miss Pennsylvania when she... Um, just went too fast to half and she wasn't ready for it and then the lynch and then I mean last week she finished fourth in her elimination but it was really hard headwind and there weren't many horses you know winning off the front end so it was what it was and she was probably a little short she probably needed the race and then on top of it she tied up of course so I mean I was she paced in 51 and one I mean you can't pay. it's like I had actually written on Facebook earlier in the week like I would have no problem with security standing in front of her stall. they could stand there all week and as long as she was in her own element because she I mean she's like I said it especially with you know tying up and even you know the AFib it's important that they have a lot of fluids in them and stuff but it's funny because when she's at home she's probably the horse that would drink the most water out of any horse in the (laughs) universe and then she gets here and she's like yeah city water I'm not drinking it so but she actually did drink it last night, so hopefully, hopefully that's a good sign. Well, you, you had, and correct me again if we're going to take this part, strike this part. But JKC's lady, you had, so mm-hmm. you had a British Crown lady, you had a horse of the year. What would it mean to win this race with Darnell on the beach, considering everything she's went through this year? Well, obviously, to win any Breeders' Crown would be, you know, special. It's it's what it all comes down to. But I mean, it's nice. I mean, a horse like J.K., she's a lady. She's like a once-in-a-lifetime type of horse. I mean, to do what she did as a two-year-old is just unbelievable. But it would be nice to follow up with another, another, you know, Breeders' Crown win, you know, with a three-year-old of a horse that I had as a two-year-old and developed, essentially. I mean, we broke her and did everything with her, so. Upon making her qualifying return, she put in an effort that was absolutely amazing. When talking to Nancy, she said it was obvious she had a really nice racehorse. Tonight, Darlin on the Beach tries to score yet another victory over champion Pure Country and show that even in the face of adversity, she can still live up to the challenge. For Post Time with Mike and Mike, I'm Michael Carter.
We are back on Post Time with Mike and Mike. Thank you for that special report. Mike Carter, the sit-down with Nancy Johansson, the trainer of Darlin on the Beach. Right now she's post six, and she is three to one, the third favorite behind Pure Country, who is three to two right now on the board, starting from post three. And L.A. Delight, who is five to two right now, starting from post three. We've got a couple of minutes to post. Garnett Bones, Barnsdale, I'll turn to you. And uh, this is a little bit more wide open than the – past couples of races that uh, we've had a chance to see. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, they're only uh, they're only really betting three horses, but some long shots you might want to consider if you're betting uh, the exotic, the two pen pal. She's got, she's finished third four times, or sorry, three races in a row, a little bit locked in last week. I know a few people up here have been talking about her. Might want to consider her. You look at Blue Moon Stride, um, was only beaten three quarters of a length last week to Newborn Sassy, and these horses are like 11 to 1 and uh, 36 to 1. For me, my top pick's L.A. Delight. I really was impressed with the uh, the way she kind of roared home last week. I think she can get out in maybe second or third over cover. She's probably going to leave mid-pack. And if there's a good flow, I like L.A. Delight. I don't, I'm not thrilled with the 5-2 price, but I'd like to get her across uh, for the pick four. Um, you know, Pure Country and Darling on the Beach, obviously top contenders. But I, I don't know. This race could, could boil down to flow and, you know, maybe a horse that – that gets a good trip or maybe a, a pocket trip could could upset here. I, there's a better chance for an upset here, I think. All right, Mike Carter is standing by trackside. Uh, Mike, if you can hear me just outside the winner's circle, uh, you've had a chance to uh, see some of these horses warming up, see some of these horses as they get sent uh, for battle here just a couple of minutes away. Mike, give us your thoughts on uh, this three-year-old Philly pace for uh, all the marbles. Yeah, the three-year-old Philly Pacers look absolutely phenomenal on the racetrack, guys. Uh, Newborn Sassy has been warming up very well. We're looking at the seven blue moon stride currently on the uh, closed-circuit TV monitors at 39-to-1. Blue moon stride uh, looked okay, but I'm not a big fan of this horse, guys. Uh, I think blue moon stride is a... um, is a horse that uh, just doesn't have a shot in here. But listen, the six Darlin on the beach is they've got 53 seconds now to post. Uh, Darlin on the beach uh, looks good warming up as well. We talked to Nancy Johansson earlier. And, Mike, i got to tell you, hopefully uh, this horse uh, handled the detention barn a little bit better after we talked to her, uh, because if not, that could potentially put some unneeded stress on Darlin on the beach. Yeah, certainly, and uh, Nancy Johansson did talk about uh, uh, the detention barn and uh, how Darlin' on the beach just kind of likes her own home. And, uh, you know, she doesn't uh, drink a lot of water. She doesn't eat right, it seems like, when she's uh, in a foreign place. Uh, right now, she's 3-1 to one on the board. Well, we're closing in on it, about 15 seconds. The starting gate is moving is moving into position. It's the three-year-old Philly Pace presented by Woodbine and Mohawk. That's your neck of the woods, Garnett. It's the Max C. Hampton Memorial Trophy. It does start a pick three. Only two races left in Breeders' Crown 2016. Boy, where did all the time go? We've only got two races left, and, of course, the 11th is the big one, the three-year-old Colton Gelding Pace. But now it's time for the three-year-old Philly Pace. And without further ado, let's send it to the great track announcer here at the Meadowlands, Sam McKee, for the call of the three-year-old Philly Breeders' Crown Pace. His Breeders' Crown 2016 kicks on live from the Meadowlands. Let's send it to Sam. Championship for the three-year-old pacing Phillies, the Max C. Hept Memorial Trophy presented by the Wegg Circuit, Woodbine, and Mohawk, a field of 10 lined up. They're at the post, and here they come. (laughs) 
And they're off, Ellie. Delight is blasting out from the outside. Pure country is flashing speed, and there goes Penpel immediately to her inside. Call me Queen Bee. Backs off a leave attempt, but floats away there. Shooting up on the inside is Kiss Me on the Beach, who's going to sit close from that rail position. Newborn Sassy is six. Darling on the Beach looks around her, loops around now into the sixth spot, and may have room to top in. Racing an eighth on the inside as they move toward the quarter is Blue Moon Stride. Up the rail is Linwood Beach Girl and Skinny Dippers. Tenth on the outside, trailing the field. Opening quarter up in 27 and 2. Pure Country has taken the lead. LA Delight is going to attack quickly for Campbell on the outside. LA Delight up to engage Pure Country. She's under whip tap urging at the midpoint of the back stretch. Pen Pal is racing in third. On the inside from fourth is Kiss Me on the Beach. Call Me Queen Bee is flushed out in fifth. So Darlin on the Beach will have her live cover to draft up with on the outside. Up the rail in traffic, Linwood Beach Girl is seventh. Newborn Sassy is third over. She's eighth on the outside. They hit the half in 55 and 2. 28 seconds in the second quarter. Blue Moon Stride is fourth over. She's ninth on the rim right now. And Skinny Dipper is fifth over following the flow on the outside as L.A. Delight leads him on the far turn. And Call Me Queen Bee is turning up the heat first over. Now just half a length away coming to the three-quarter marker. Pure Country is locked in. She's pinned right now behind the leaders. Darlin on the beach loops the danger. She's second up on the outside as they come to the three-quarter station. Penpal shuffled back. Newborn Sassy third over. One, 23 and four the three-quarter time. And the field comes to the top of the stretch. Call me Queen Bee upside with L.A. Delight. L.A. Delight digging in. Call me Queen Bee on the outside with a short lead. Trying to kick Darlin on the beat. Pure Country trying to work her way through. Call me Queen Bee. L.A. Delight is dead game. L.A. Delight. Call me Queen Bee surging. It's Call me Queen Bee to win. L.A. Delight second. Darlin on the beach third. Then Pure Country from Pen Pal. One forty nine and 4 well, and there you are. An upset, actually, in this 2016 Breeders' Crown is Call Me Queen Bee. The three-year-old filly by some beach somewhere was able to pull off an upset 12-1 to on the board, picking up her 10th career win. And uh, this win makes her a millionaire. She had $787,000 and just a buck shy under six hundred in career earnings. A third-place finish in that Breeders' Crown elimination of near miss to pure country and L.A. delight tonight. She turned the tables with a gigantic effort, 49-4. and four. Congratulations to the connections. Letterline Stables, Mr. Dana Parham, John Carver, the breeder, Ross Krogan, the trainer, and uh, one of the great young drivers in the sport of harness racing, Scott Zeron, gets the job done with nine. Call me Queen Bee. Certainly can't take anything away from uh, L.A. Delight. A great strength between these two three-year-old fillies. Darlin on the beach was slightly gapped off cover. She was second over. She had every opportunity. They just saw, they just came home so so quick. She uh, finished third. And uh, Pure Country had the sp- uh, pocket spot. And she wavered to fourth. But call me Queen Bee. And, and Garnett, I'll turn it over to you. We finally get an upset in one of these races. Call me Queen Bee. 12 to 1 on the board. So, should supply for some great prices here. Yeah, and with her, that wouldn't have been the way I expected to see it. I mean, uh, if you look at the, uh, if you remember her Jugette uh, elimination win, she was phenomenal on the front end that day. 55 flat to the half, 55 and one coming home. And then she went up at 50 cents a dollar and got beat by L.A. Delight. Uh, this time, you know, the first up, uh, first up trip, 26 flat coming home. That's what decided it. Um, you know, and they hooked up pretty good in the third quarter, but. Uh, absolutely, you know, one of the maybe the, one of the best uh, performances of the night so far. Call me Queen B, twelfth to one shot. Not on my ticket, but uh, good luck to those who have her. 
Well, looking down there, uh, Garnett, judging by the uh, body language of Mike Carter, I don't think he was successful in our ticket. But uh, nonetheless, it was a great stretch duel. Call me Queen B, 49-4, and four, uh, coming first over. And I'll tell you, that was an exciting stretch drive. They were going tit for tat right down there to the to the finish. It looked like L.A. Country was going to hold on. Call me Queen B, they were fighting back. Then it looked like Darlin' on the beach had a chance to pick up some pieces. But those two leaders, boy, they, they had plenty left in the tank, uh, Garnett. Absolutely. Um, and at the top of the stretch, I thought maybe somebody from second or third over was going to threaten, but no, it was just a duel all the way down the stretch. And I, I'm with you at the eighth pole. I thought maybe LA delight would fight her off, but call me queen B just had too much coming home. 26 flat uncovered uh, phenomenal performance. It certainly was. Well, let's take a timeout. Mike Carter's going to have winner's circle reactions. I see Scott Zeron. Uh, he's getting a lot of hugs in the winner's circle with Call Me Queen B, the 2016 three-year-old Philly Breeders' Crown champion. We still have one Breeders' Crown race left, and it is the three-year-old Colton Gelding Pacers. That's coming up in race 11, a full field of 10. Certainly will be a lot more competitive race, especially in terms of gambling, because betting line was supposed to be here. Of course, had that brown recluse spider bite, so uh, he is out of commission. But uh, nonetheless, it's going to be a big one. We're going to have all that action. Still plenty left to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Back in a flash. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a disqualification. It doesn't get much worse than picking a winner that ends up being disqualified after the race. What if you could eliminate the stress of sweating out a steward's inquiry? At Bet America, we're here to help. Introducing Inquiry Relief. Any winners of a graded stakes race will get paid out even if they are disqualified after a steward's inquiry. Check BetAmerica.com for details and side effects. Get the relief you deserve with Inquiry Relief only at BetAmerica.com. Ever dream of owning your own racehorse? How would you like to get in the winner's circle? With the number one harness racing partnership in the U.S., VIP State. There's nothing like the thrill of your horse coming down the stretch. To find out more, call VIP Stable at 877-VIP-WIN-1 or visit us on the web at www.vipstable.com. Turning horse racing fans into racehorse owners. Be a winner. Embroidery Unlimited is a premier provider of quality embroidery, screen printing, and promotional products. Our commitment to quality and pride in our work is second to none. We focus on quality and customer service. For all of your stable or business needs, Embroidery Unlimited is the number one provider in harness racing. Give Jim Winsky a call at 508-485-5522. That's 508-485-5522. Or visit them on the internet at EmbroideryUNL.com. That's EmbroideryUNL.com. Embroidery Unlimited. Friends of Maryland Standard Breads is an industry support group focused on promoting harness racing in Maryland. Friends of Maryland Standard Breads works hand-in-hand with charities involving children and horses, such as the Harness Horse Youth Foundation. Friends of Maryland Standard Breads is actively involved with organizations such as the Maryland Horse Council and the Maryland Horse Industry Board, working together to promote the horse industry in Maryland. Follow Friends of Maryland Standard Breads on Twitter and like them on Facebook.
prices are posted for the 10 to 3 year old Philly Pacers. The Pacing Championship here in the Breeders' Crown, $500,000 purse, $2780. The winning mutual on number nine, Call Me Queen B, who's partaking in that Winter Circle celebration right now. 820 to place, 520 to show. Number eight, LA Delight finished second. She paid $6 to place and $3 to show. And settling for third, number six, Darlin on the Beach. And she paid $4 to show. Your exact 9-8, a good $115. The trifecta 9-8-6 paid $421.60. And uh, Mike Carter's uh, going to be down in the winner's circle. He's going to get winner's circle reaction uh, here in just a moment with some of the winning connections as the upset winner of the 10th, number nine, Call Me Queen Bee, is uh, starting to uh, make her way out of the winner's circle. Uh, Jennifer Otten is joining us right now. She's got a a special guest in the uh, paddock, I believe. Jessica, take it away. Actually, I don't have anyone with me right now. I was just calling to see who Mike was going to get. If he didn't catch Scotty Z, I was going to catch him when he come back off the track. <laughs> okay, yeah, Scott Zeron right now is having a good old time. He's in a mass of humanity right now down in the winter circle. And uh, Mike Carter, well, Allison's down there waving. Mike's down there waving, too. So uh, let's, uh, let's send it down to Mike, and let's see if uh, he's got anybody. Mike, you there? Listen, we're going to try to get Scott Zier on here uh, for just a quick, quick second. Uh, I know they're trying to get uh, the horse uh, out of Winter Circle and back to the paddock. Give me just one second here, guys. All right, yeah, we see that massive humanity down there in the Winter Circle. Is uh, The trophy presentation uh, was just made to uh, all the winning connections. Uh, it was uh, presented by Woodbine and Mohawk, the Max Hemp Memorial Trophy, going to the winning connections of number nine, Call Me Queen Bee. Once again, still one race to come. It's the 10th here, or actually it's the 11th on this uh, Breeders' Crown card, the final Breeders' Crown event for three-year-old Colton Gelding Paces, presented by Diamond Creek Farms, the H.A. Grand Junior Memorial Trophy. Uh, presentation will be made to the winner. They've uh, put in a, a 10 up, so it's uh, 10 minutes to post time. Uh, 10.59 is uh, going to be the uh, scheduled start uh, on that particular race. So uh, Mike Carter is uh, honing in on the winners, and it looks like they're watching the replay, Mike. You don't hardly ever see that. They're sitting there watching the replay of that uh, great stretch drive uh, between uh, Call Me Queen B and L.A. Delight. So, uh Mike Carter is uh, just a, he's just about got somebody. He's creeping closer and closer uh, to uh, the winning connections. They're having a very, very spirited discussion down in that winner's circle after they watched the replay of that exciting stretch drive and that upset decision by uh, Call Me Queen B, returning 2780. The try paid $421.60. I didn't quite uh, check and see how much that uh, Superfecta paid. But Mike Carter's got somebody. Let's send it down to the Winter Circle. Take it away, Mike, with Scott Zeron. Yeah, we're here live in the Winter Circle with driver Scott Zeron. Scott, listen, talk about Call Me Queen Bee. Call Me Queen Bee has been close, but no cigar the last couple starts tonight. Call Me Queen Bee showed an absolute ton of heart. Talk to us a little bit about the trip. Yeah, you know, she's been knocking at the door all year. She won, beat all these horses in, in the PA Sire Stake final. So she, she's beat them before, but... You know, she's just been sometimes not on her game. I know they have a little bit of trouble managing uh, her health sometimes, and, and today it just all came together. That's not her trip at all whatsoever, nor is it any horse's trip. But, you know, we were able to just kind of cruise that third quarter and get a soft breather there, so it didn't feel like a hard first up. 
and then uh, you know sprint home, and, and that's what we did. And, and the horses that were following, you, they couldn't catch 26 flat. Listen, she's normally used to a pocket trip or a speed journey. From post nine, you just couldn't get there. Was that the plan? Was just kind of lay back off the place a little bit and then come late, or were you going to try to get yourself into a good position early? Uh, Ross and I talked about it. You know, I, I'm never worried about this filly because she can cross over in two steps. So you know, there was that decision to pull the trigger, leave, and, and, and try and make front in two steps off the gate. But then at the same time, would we be following the one we want to follow on the front end? And, uh, you know, Ross had made me alter my game plan, and, and I'm happy for it because uh, he just told me, he said, you know, if, if you can make front, be the last one to make front, not the first one. And uh, so that made me just float instead of push her off the gate, and, and that's why we landed fifth. And it wasn't a spot where I was going to try and push for the front after that. Now, real quick, uh, I know we're, you got to get your horse back, but let's talk Mary Marauder for just a quick second. Is Mary Marauder okay? He, yeah, he's perfectly fine. I mean, he's sound as a dollar, but, uh, you know, it, you, you can't help with sometimes maybe when they're sick in the inside and it may be tied up. I, I don't know what, what it was, but uh, he's always given me his A game, and, and today I knew early on he didn't have it today. Well, congratulations, and also congratulations on your uh, triple crown earlier this year. Thank you. Thanks, Scott. Great ride. We're back on post time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Just a few minutes, uh, about seven minutes away from a start. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a time out. And when we come back, we're going to break this 11th and final down. It's the three-year-old Colt and Gelding pace. It's the H.A. Grant Jr. Memorial Trophy presented by Diamond Creek Farms. Uh, and for those of you wagering at home, there are still two overnight races after the 11th. Uh, so there still is a pick three, uh, the last chance pick three, if you will, to uh, try to get even. When we come back. We'll break it down for you. Myself, Garnet Barnsdale, Mike Carter down to the winner's circle, and uh, Jess Scott in the paddock. You've got post time with Mike and Mike, presented by our good friends at Bet America, sponsored by Mullinax Ford. Every dream has a start, and this one is ours. To trot and pace fast, faster than all the others, and maybe faster than any horse ever has. With every stride, 1,200 pounds of pure equine determination. In every turn, there's a tale. Every bet is a hope. No five-year returns, no annuities, 401ks. Return on investment comes in seconds. Maybe they say that the odds are against you. But you know nothing great comes easy. Winners don't second-guess. They sprint through openings and dig in deeper when the going's tough. No horse ever rides alone. The owners, the driver, the groom, and you. There are no sidelines here. The world is often full of many compromises, but not here. Not on this day. Not in this race. Not with this horse. Not in this sport. Once you feel it, Once you become it, your dream becomes ours. This is Harness Racing. We welcome you to the Harness Racing Fan Zone. See it all for yourself. Feel it in all the passion. Share that experience with others. And be a part of it all. The Harness Racing Fan Zone puts you in the driver's seat. Chantel Sutherland Cruz and want to tell you all about BetAmerica.com. 
It's the coolest place to bet on horse racing on over 200 racetracks from America and around the world. New players receive a 100% bonus on your first deposit, up to $300. That's the best sign-up bonus available today. It's time to play the Bet America way. Back on post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America, sponsored by Molinax Ford. Jennifer Otten, excuse me, Jessica Otten does have somebody <laughs> on, in the back. Right you know, I've been Jessica. calling you Jennifer all night long, haven't I? I know, and I just like slide until now. All right, I'm here with Mark McDonald. We're on the fly. Western Fame draws the rail. Race gate to wire last week on the front race. Phenomenal. Jimmy Tactors had an amazing year this year. What can you tell us what you're looking for tonight? Uh, we pulled the shoes back off him. Uh, he raced uh, barefoot uh, up front in, in Delaware, and he raced uh, barefoot in the Tattersall. So he seems to be a little better that way. So, uh, you know, we get the rail, and that's, he, I think he's as good as anything in here with a little luck, and hopefully hopefully get our picture taken. Well, thank you, and best of luck to you. Thank you. And there you had it. There's Mark McDonald that was on the fly, but, hey, that's what we have to do back here. Back up to you, Mike. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> Uh, boy, I'm going to hear about that towards the Well, the All-Star Buglers are getting ready to perform for one final time here on our show. Uh, Garnett Barnsdale, we're going to bring you in. It's race number 11. It's the three-year-old Colton Gelding Pace going for a purse of $500,000. It does start, as I like to call it, Garnett, the last chance pick three. And uh, because you do have two uh, overnight races after this, we aren't going to cover it. But uh, we've got a field of 10 here, and obviously Garnett, this race is missing somebody, and we did a, uh, We talked to Casey Coleman yesterday a little bit. An unfortunate incident, a spider bite. She's been posting pictures on Facebook uh, right on the shoulder blade there. It's uh, kind of a nasty thing to look at. However, it does seem like things are going uh, pretty good for betting line. But with betting line absent of this race, certainly provides some wagering opportunities here. Yeah, you know, I... I kind of like Lance Snyder off his trip last week first up but in, in a pretty much in a no-win situation coming home at 54 and one and he, he kept coming but I don't really like him at three to two I think it, for value you know I'm really kind of looking at Katie's rocker here um, Katie's rocker picked up uh, three lengths in a 27 flat final quarter 26 and two final quarter goes from Andrew McCarthy to the Buckeye Dave Miller Maybe he can work out some kind of a trip here to get home at 8-1. to one. I might take a stab on this one. I mean, I think this race is pretty wide open. If you look at Check 6's elimination when he got the front right away, went 28-1, 28-1 quarters to the half, two 28-1 quarters. That's like a qualifier for horses like this. So there's no way he was going to get uh, beat there. West, he's not going to get the lead from Western Fame from the rail leaving here. I mean, uh, I think this race is a lot more wide open than the, than the uh, tote board would suggest betting really only three horses. Um, I might, I'm going to take a stab on Katie's rocker nine to one here. Maybe try to get out for the night. Yeah, I was, I was actually, uh, I was actually thinking about uh, keeping this horse in the pick four. That's how much I do like Katie's rocker here uh, in this race. Garnett, uh, Jim Campbell trains. We just saw Jim Campbell in the winner's circle uh, a couple of races ago. And uh, Katie's rocker is looking for uh, his eighth career win. I, I don't know. He, he came home very good last time, but uh, you know, 
I mean, it was just basically six to fourth. I mean, rode the cones, come up 26 and two. The leaders had gotten away. I thought it was a real good effort, two starts back in that uh, upper condition level affair at Pocono. And I think that was a pretty good tightener. I think Katie's Rocker has the opportunity to step forward here. Certainly a lot of upside. As we said, Drainer Jim Campbell's got to win. And one of my, uh, kind of one of my favorite angles, uh, either. First time now, Dave Miller's been used to this horse, but Andrew McCarthy's driven this horse the last couple of times. You put Dave Miller back in the bike here, and uh, take nothing away from Andrew McCarthy; he's just an outstanding driver. But uh, Garnett, you're getting a Hall of Famer back in the bike, and that if and that coupled with if this horse can step forward, the nine to one odds certainly look very very good to me. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you're pointing mainly to all the same factors that I'm going to. Um, like I said, I can't really bet Lion Snyder at eight to five. I don't see any value in Check Six at three to one. Look, speaking from a pure value standpoint, maybe Western Fame at 7-1 to is not the worst step. You know he's going to push the rail. He's going to try and keep the lead. Um, if he can, you know, if he can get some – if you look at his uh, his jug elimination, he, he cut a 53 and four half and just parked everybody. I know on the bigger track that's tough, but if he takes the same kind of approach here, um, you know, it could be a bottom-out-the-field situation. I just can't take prices on the check six or Lion Snyder, or for that matter, even Racing Hill, who didn't really race that great last week. So I think you've got to look elsewhere here. Yeah, always have to look for uh, some kind of value. And uh, Mike Carter right now, we're going to bring Mike in. Mike is standing by down in the winner's circle. Mike, you've had an opportunity to watch these horses uh, kind of parade past you as we are uh, at zero minutes on the board, which means we're about four or five minutes away from a start. Mike, what, what uh, can you tell us from trackside? Guys, you know, the f- uh, five racing hill is warming up awfully aggressively. Uh, driver Brett Miller is uh, warming that one up aggressively. The six, uh, Katie's Rocker, definitely looks sharp on the racetrack. I think eight to one might be a little bit of a value play. Sam McKee might be onto something uh, here, guys. Well, yeah, that's the horse that Garnett and I were just talking about. Katie's Rocker right now is uh, eight to one on the board, so Garnett may be there uh, listening to us. This race presented by Diamond Creek Farms, the H.A. Grand Junior Memorial Trophy will be made to the winner, and we're just a couple of minutes away from a start. We're going to take one final timeout. When we come back, it's the three-year-old Colton Gelding Pace, the Breeders' Crown Finals right here at the Meadowlands and on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by our good friends at Bet America. Hey, I'm Chantel Sutherland-Cruz and want to tell you all about BetAmerica.com. It's the coolest place to bet on horse racing on over 200 racetracks from America and around the world. New players receive a 100% bonus on your first deposit, up to $300. That's the best sign-up bonus available today. It's time to play the Bet America way. Ever dream of owning your own racehorse? How would you like to get in the winner's circle with the number one harness racing partnership in the U.S., VIP State? There's nothing like the thrill of your horse coming down the stretch. To find out more, call VIP Stable at 877-VIP-WIN-1 or visit us on the web at www.vipstable.com. Turning horse racing fans into racehorse owners. Be a winner. Get a huge boost to your bankroll for all of summer's best racing at Bet America. All new players can double their first deposit up to $300 with Bet America's 100% deposit bonus. That's the biggest sign up bonus in the industry. Sign up today and start playing the Bet America way.
check of the odds board as we're closing it on post time for the 2016 Breeders' Crown Final, the three-year-old Colton Gelding edition, a field of 10. And uh, right now, the very slight favorite of 2-1 to one is 3 Lions Snyder, maintaining that favorite status off that second-place finish. Do check six in the Breeders' Crown elimination right now. Lion Snyder is two to one. A pair of five to two shots. Number two check six. All that speed from the inside for trainer Ron Burke. Five Racing Hill is uh, right now five to two and one Western Fame. Five to two Morning Line. Six to one board. So not getting a whole lot of respect now. Up to seven to one. And uh, our horse uh, Garnett, number six, Katie's Rocker. Right now is seven to one on the board. Final thoughts for the uh, glamour division, as they like to call it, the Breeders' Crown Final for the three-year-old boys. Well, I went to Katie's Rocker. One thing I'm observing right now: this seven-horse Dr. J. Hanover looks very racy on the track. Um, he didn't look. I, I didn't like his elimination much, but if you like him at nineteen to one, uh, Scotty Zero was just uh, scoring him down. He looked really racy, ready to go. I think he might be flying off the gate here to go to the front if you like that horse. But uh, I, I went to Katie's Rocker at 7-1. I think it's worth the price. All right, Mike Carter, let's send it down to you. What do you say? Mike Bozich, I think Allison Conti may be on to something here. Western Fame uh, definitely had the easier of the eliminations last week, but Western Fame looks very sharp on the racetrack. Western Fame warmed up by me and definitely looks sharp. I think Mark McDonald and trainer Jimmy Tactor might be on to something here. And uh, listen, you heard it first. Allison Conti like Western Fame. I think Western Fame's got a shot. And if you're looking for a little bit of value, is uh, uh, six to one. Garnett Barnesdale, what do you think here? Well, we're sitting right on Katie's rocker, Mike. I think uh, the six to one odds started at nine to one, continues to go down to six to one right now. That's uh, both of our selections, uh, Mike and Garnett. Uh, final check of the odds board as the starting gate is moving into position uh, for the final Breeders' Crown event of the night. Number five, Racing Hill is now the favorite at two to one. Check six at three to one. Lion Snyder at three to one, and the uh, Garnett aren't pick Katie's rocker six to one. Allison and Mike, Mike Western fame. We heard from uh, Mark McDonald in the paddock uh, just before the race. Uh, uh, just before uh, they went out onto the track, Jessica Otten, Jessica Otten had a chance to speak with Mark McDonald, who told us all about Western fame. The great Sam McKee is going to call all the action. It's race number 11, three-year-old Colton Gelding final. They're going for a purse of $500,000. It is the wrap-up of the 2016 Breeders' Crown from the Meadowlands. What a great job of calling the races, as always, by the one and only quickly turning into one of the legendary announcers, if he isn't already in this sport, Sam McKee. Sam, take it away. It's the last Breeders' Crown event of 2016. The three-year-olds. Breeders' Crown this evening. The three-year-old Colt and Gelding Pacers off field of 10. They're lined up. They're at the post in behind the gate and heading toward the start. And here they come. And they're off. And first away is Dr. J. Hanover, who timed the gate and timed it perfectly. It heads out for the front. Western fame is highlined along, showing the whip at the rail. Racing Hill looking for position. Check six underneath him is now racing into the third spot. And Lion Snyder on the inside is settled in fifth. Katie's Rocker is chased up on the outside in the sixth. Fine Diamond is seventh behind him. Eighth is Fernando Hanover. Racing in ninth is Manhattan Beach. And J.J. Flynn is the trailer as they roll through the opening quarter in 26 and 3. Shaq Six is driving on for Jim Grady's taking the lead. Lion Snyder attacks immediately on the outside.
Bedford Sears, and Lion Snyder is up to engage check six at the midpoint of the back stretch. Dr. J. Hanover under whip tamp urging his third. Western Fame is with the top trio in fourth. About two and a half lengths further back, Racing Hill is fifth. Katie's Rocker is showing the whip sixth on the inside. Fine Diamond seventh. Fernando Hanover is gapped away slightly in eighth. Then it's Manhattan Beach and J.J. Flynn. 53 seconds, a sizzling half-mile time, and they move on to the far turn, and check six will not yield on the inside. Lion Snyder is ahead in front, but he's parked out. These two in a cutthroat duel with three-eighths to go. Dr. J. Hanover is right there beyond the battling pacemakers in third. Here comes Racing Hill is tipped to the outside. Western Fame shuffled back a bit. He's at the rail in fifth. Katie's Rocker is sixth, about six lengths from the lead, and it's check six who leads the way as they head through three quarters in 120 and two. The field comes to the top of the stretch. Check six have been pressed all the way. Racing Hill is coming by, and he's taking the lead with an eighth of a mile to go. Manhattan Beach is gaining ground in the middle of the racetrack. Dr. J. Hanover fourth on the inside. Racing Hill. Manhattan Beach trying to track him down two lengths away. Racing Hill leads it. Manhattan Beach on the outside. Racing Hill looking for the line. Racing Hill holds on to win. Manhattan Beach second. Check six third. And Fernando Hanover one forty-eight flat. Heavy, heavy action, 148 flat the time. And uh, Sam McKee, I think, had the <laughs> the line of the night, a cutthroat duel between Check Six and Lion Snyder, neither yielding, both yielding at the finish. Garnett is racing. He'll just went right by at the three-quarter pole. Uh, Manhattan Beach, the long shot of 60 to 1. Long shot was flying late for second and check six, in my opinion, after that duel. Raced pretty darn good to, to hold third, but uh, Racing Hill uh, handed, ha- I think, had it handed to him here tonight, Garnett. Absolutely. He uh, he got the one of the best trips of his life, I guess. I mean, 53 flat, 122 to the three quarters. Our horse, Katie's Rocker, should have, I, I thought he'd be licking his chops with the 53 half. I know I was. I was halfway to the window to cash, and he had nothing. He had nothing to offer us. So, I mean, uh, we, we definitely had the right idea, but we didn't uh, get the result, I don't think. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that. like I said before the race, um, this race was going to go to the trip, and uh, the trip definitely went to, to uh, Racing Hill. Yeah. No question about it. Garnett Racing Hill was most opportunistic, just pouncing at three quarters. And, and obviously by that point, Check Six and Lion Snyder had done their damage to each other. They were just completely wore out. And uh, Racing Hill was able to get the job done. Manhattan Beach closed very good. This horse always closes very good. But obviously without uh, with limited gain speed, he's at the mercy. The trip almost has to have a, a trip similar to this and some fast fractions. But closed very well, 60 to 1. So let's see what kind of payoff are we going to have here in the uh, last Last previous ground event got a two to one, a sixty to one, the three to one, and a twenty-eight to one. Garnett, I'm thinking that's uh, going to pay some uh, pretty good mutuals. Absolutely, and uh, coming to the wire, um, you know, uh, Macaulay was urging Manhattan Beach, and I think if he had a few more strides, he would have got there. But I think uh, once again, it shows, you know, if you uh, if you like contenders, if the two and the five are your horses, you throw a couple of horses, a few horses in for third, and then uh, you know, uh, uh, one of the best angles I like to do with tri actors is then. Uh, Split the horses up for first and third, and throw a bunch of horses in for second if you like, and you'll get this tractor might pay close to a thousand bucks, I would think. 
Yeah, certainly uh, good numbers up there. Five nine two eight. Brett Miller and Racing Hill making their way to the winners' circle. The H A Grant Junior Memorial Trophy presentation presented by Diamond Creek Farms will happen in just a few minutes. Mike Carter's down in the winners' circle. He is going to uh, he's going to get some reaction. And as a matter of fact, he wants us to send it to him right now. He's waving like a madman. Garnett, let's send it down to him. What do you got, buddy? Guys, I got to tell you, I was sitting down here watching this race. I mean, I got to agree with Garnett. The, the pace just absolutely fell apart. But watching Racing Hill come back to the winner's circle, and I think, uh, Jess, you've been around horses long enough to know, he doesn't look like a spent racehorse. He doesn't look like a horse that just went uh, 148. No, no, he doesn't at all. He's very calm right now. Looks like um, I'm glad to see him get it done. He fell apart last week, it looked like, and over – the past few or the past few starts and it's just good to see him get up for the win guys things have not gone racing hills way this is first time or excuse me i was going to say first time lacy because i was looking at fine diamond but uh listen things have not gone racing hills way but i went his way tonight all right thank you very much mike carter you're going to have uh, well brett miller or tony alani or both uh, owner tom hill uh, 12th career win for Racing Hill, and uh, this win will put him uh, bound at the $1.7-plus million dollar mark. He's made $1.3 million this year with uh, multiple stinks wins, especially the win in the Adios final, the $400,000 in 48-4 of a check six. Uh, seventh win of the season. Congratulations to the connections of Racing Hill. Well, Mike Carter and Jessica are standing by in the winner's circle. They'll have winner's circle reactions when we come back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Hello, this is Kayla Stra, and I'm here to tell you all about BetAmerica.com. It is the fastest-growing legal, safe, and secure website to place all your bets on horse racing. BetAmerica covers over 200 racetracks from North America, the UK, and my home country, Australia. New players to BetAmerica receive a 100% bonus on your first deposit up to $300. That's the best sign-up bonus available today. It's time to play the BetAmerica way. Friends of Maryland Standard Breads is an industry support group focused on promoting harness racing in Maryland. Friends of Maryland Standard Breads works hand-in-hand with charities involving children and horses, such as the Harness Horse Youth Foundation. Friends of Maryland Standard Breads is actively involved with organizations such as the Maryland Horse Council and the Maryland Horse Industry Board, working together to promote the horse industry in Maryland. Follow Friends of Maryland Standard Breads on Twitter and like them on Facebook. Back on post time with Mike and Mike. And Mike and Mike. Right now, Mike Carter standing behind the winner's circle. Mike, take it away. Guys, give me one second. I'll have Brett Miller. All right. So, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep it on with you because we see Brett Miller's over there, the winning connections with Racing Hill. They're going to try to uh, get him before. Uh, and there you go, Mike. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and send it down to you, buddy. Go ahead. Guys, we're down here with uh, Tony Alania, the trainer of Racing Hill. Tony, talk a little bit about Racing Hill's season. He's sort of had a, you know, I, I wouldn't call it bad luck, but he, you know, he just hasn't had the best racing luck as of uh, late. Uh, yeah. Was sort of so sick let, in the let, uh, can, can I do the picture real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll be right back, guys. He's going to do the picture. 
Okay. Well, Mikey got stood up for a picture. I, I don't. That, that's that's quite all right. He's got to get ever taking the picture without him. And I know Brett Miller's in there. The happy connections of uh, number five racing. He'll take advantage of that speed duel and get the job done. One forty-eight. A very very uh, good mile. That is a lifetime best at a forty-eight and four in the slop at the Meadows. And uh, of course that was uh, in the Adios. And uh, that's uh, safely broke that here today. Uh, what that one forty-eight clocking. Also there'll be the uh, trophy presentation. The H A Grand Junior Memorial. Trophy will be presented to uh, the connections. Tony Alanya, the trainer, and uh, Brett Miller, the driver of Racing Hill, 12th career win in uh, start number 25. And uh, we're about eight minutes away from the 12th. We're not going to cover the last couple of races here at the Meadowlands. Not going to cover races 12 and 13. But uh, you do have, uh, if you're scoring at home and playing at home, you still have a couple of of, uh, shots to try to get even, Mike. And uh, a lot of pictures going on. It's a, Mike, it looks like a very jubilant winner's circle down there. Guys, these guys are very, very happy down here. You can hear the winner's circle reaction from where I'm at. So uh, it's a lot of fun to listen to them. Uh, we're going to grab Tony Alanya back here in just a minute. Okay, I'll keep you right on. I uh, certainly got an eye on you from our broadcast location. Is uh, Boy, a lot of snapshots, a lot of flash out there, a lot of pictures being taken of the winning connections. And uh, Tony Alanya... The uh, trainer, congratulations to him, Racing Hill. Brett Miller just drove an absolute perfect race uh, in this three-year-old Colton uh, Gelding final here at the Meadowlands. As we were saying, there's still two races left. We're not going to be broadcasting them, but uh, if you're looking to uh, perhaps uh, make a little bit of a score, trying to get even in that 12th race uh, coming up, the six-horse Sonovas is scratched. So uh, the six is out of the 12th. It's a now one is of uh, 50,000 in 2016. And uh, the 13th and final is a two-year-old Philly kindergarten classic, a full field of 10. So there still is a couple of opportunities to uh, try to get even if you're down or maybe even to try to pile it on if you're safely ahead for the night. I can't say that I'm safely ahead for the night, Garnett, but uh, maybe we can get even here in the <laughs> Maybe we can get even here in the last two, huh? Well, I was looking at... I was looking at the late double as you speak. Um, I kind of like the one horse here a little bit in race 12. Currently a three-to-one second choice, um, and I haven't figured out what I like in race 13 yet, but definitely looking to get out. Yes, absolutely. Not not the best night after a very good night last night. Maybe we could uh, win some money to try to get over the George Washington Bridge. That'd have to be a pretty good paying double, wouldn't it? <laughs> Yeah, I already I already uh, did a fifteen dollar tunnel ride this afternoon uh, and a forty two dollar parking job to go for lunch. So I need to hit something pretty good here. All right, we're gonna leave you alone because you got to study. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna bank on you bailing us out too. So uh, now the trophy presentation is being made to trainer Tony Alani, owner Tom Hill, and uh, driver Brett Miller. The uh, connections of Racing Hill winners of the three year old Colton Gelding Pace. Mike Carter is uh, still down in the winners circle, and we promise you, in just a couple of seconds, he is going to have winners circle reaction. We uh, do want to thank everybody here at the Meadowlands for uh, having us here on uh, these two days of Breeder Cro- uh, Breeders Crowns events. Jason Settlemore, Jeff Gorell, uh, they were all very, very good to us. We had a very good broadcast location, and we were so, so uh, happy and thrilled with them laying the carpet out for us here at uh, Post Time with Mike and Mike. Special thanks to all of our sponsors. Special thanks to you, Garnett. You were a big addition to the uh, broadcast. We certainly appreciate you joining us and pitching in. And Jessica Otten did a great job in the paddock, and she was in the winner's circle yesterday, and she did a heck of a job. We were happy to... uh, well, that thing's coming right over. So we know we might have to duck. But we certainly appreciate uh, them guys adding so much to the broadcast 
here uh, these uh, last two days. It's been a lot of fun. Saw a lot of great horses and uh, a lot of great winners. Okay, let's send it down to Mike Carter. Mike's got uh, Mike's got Tony. Brett's down there. Let's uh, let's see what Mike can uh, come up with. Mike, you're on. So whenever you want to go, go ahead, buddy. Guys, we're here in the winner's circle with the winning connections of Racing Hill. Guys, we got some winning connections from the U.K., but we're going to talk first with trainer Tony Alania. Tony, talk to us a little bit about Racing Hill. Hasn't had the best racing luck as of late, but I'll tell you what, he looked absolutely phenomenal tonight. Yeah, he was back to himself tonight. He got parked the entire mile in the jug elimination. We scratched him out of the second heat because I just thought it was way too much to ask to go back another heat. Last week he shipped up here horribly. I didn't think he was his best at Lexington. You know, he just hasn't had the best of goes lately. But tonight, I told Brad, I said, you got your horse back. You know, give him a shot. He's ready to rock, and he, he showed it tonight. Now, Tony, I just uh, told our team that he did not look like a horse that went 148. Was there anything that changed about him tonight, or was he just, you know, just a better race horse? Last, last week when he shipped up here, I mean, he literally, we walked him off the truck on Friday night. He was ringing wet, and he's never been like that. And I said, he just left his race on the truck Friday night. Saturday, he was as dull as a horse could be. I had to chase Mormon him up and I never have to do that and uh, tonight you know of course they, they, they helped him out you know the fractions worked into it but even without those fractions I think he was on his game and he was ready to go and showed everybody the horse he's been all year thanks Tony yeah, thank you. we're in the winter circle also with the owners of Racing Hill and guys you're from the United Kingdom did you have to, guys have to come all the way from the UK over yes. here yes we did yeah. well talk to us a little bit about uh, what it's like to take this race uh, obviously a $500,000 breeder's crown is a, uh, a special victory we have a lot of good horses and uh we just proved tonight, Racing Hill is a phenomenal horse at the end of the day. We look well with, obviously, Tony, his team. He did a lot of work with us. Very good, the horse. Very good at trainer. the end of the day, very good trainer, very good driver. The horse is awesome. What more can you say than that, really? Right. You know, now, we proved tonight. Now, I, look, I just told Tony, and I'll ask you guys the same thing. He did not look like a horse that went one for eight. Was there any differences that you guys noticed about him tonight? The horse was ill last week. He had a bad trip here. He wasn't very well. And, like, he's just made up for him, hasn't he? That's just proved he is the horse to be reckoned for. Listen, a trip from the U.K., well worth it. Congratulations on your Breeders' Crown victory. Thank you very thank much. You much. Thanks, guys. Mike Bozic, back up to you. All right, thank you very much, Mike Carter. Winner's Circle reaction with uh, Tom Hill from the United Kingdom and also a uh, reaction. And Mike's not hey, done Mike, yet. Mike, He's got super Brett, Brett Miller. Go ahead, Mike. Take it away, Mike. So, Brett, Brett, Brett you're not in this race. I got a chance to get a hold of you. So let's talk a little bit about Racing Hill, buddy. Uh, you've been driving this horse for a long, long time. He hasn't had the best racing luck. I talked with Tony Alanya earlier, and he just hasn't seemed to have the best racing luck. What was different about that trip tonight? Well, like you said, he hasn't had the best racing luck, and tonight everything just clicked. Them getting down the half in 53, 120, <laughs> and 2, and in the last turn he had so much pace. I, I, I really felt, coming off the last turn, I said I really felt he was a winner. Granted, I know a horse did get close to him down by the wire, but he felt great all the way. Brett, congratulations on your British Crown victory. <laughs> thank you. This is exciting. Back to you guys. All right. Thank you, Mike Carter. A lot of winner's circle reaction there from a jubilant winner's circle. Congratulations to uh, the connections of Racing Hill, Tom Hill, Tony Alanya, and driver Brett Miller for winning the three-year-old Colton Gelding Breeders' Crown final, uh, taking the lion's share of the half a million bucks. One final time out. We're going to wrap things up. On this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, broadcasting live from the Meadowlands, the Breeders' Crown 2016 is in the books, and we'll wrap it up after this. Time out. 
Get a huge boost to your bankroll for all of summer's best racing at Bet America. All new players can double their first deposit up, up to $300, $300 with Bet America's 100% deposit bonus. That's the biggest sign up bonus in the industry. Sign up today and start playing the Bet America way. The New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program places retired racehorses into approved monitored homes and transitions them into second careers. New Vocations has placed over 350 retired standard breads the past three years. They are now accepting horses from all racetracks in the United States. New Vocations has facilities in Ohio, Kentucky, and Pennsylvania and is expanding to New York. To learn more, visit newvocations.org and on Facebook at New Vocations racehorse adoption program ever dream of owning your own racehorse how would you like to get in the winner's circle with the number one harness racing partnership in the u.s vip state there's nothing like the thrill of your horse coming down the stretch to find out more call vip stable at 877-VIP-WIN-1 or visit us on the web at www.vipstable.com Turning horse racing fans into racehorse owners. Be a winner. Back on post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich, Mike Carter. We've only got a few minutes left on this broadcast. And uh, special thanks to uh, all of our broadcast team that has just done a, a tremendous job bringing you a lot of the action. Uh, Mike Carter had to uh, go down and do some winner's circle reactions today. He did a very, very good job. Garnett Barnsdale has been money throughout. He's been helping us out. He's sitting as the man to my right. And Jessica Otten, Jessica Otten is on her way uh, back. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, she is uh, joining us via phone. Well, Jessica, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Do you have one final question or no? No, I was just saying, I just wanted to listen and um, tell you guys, thank you so much for having me. You made my dream come true coming out to the Meadowlands. All right, Jessica, well, enjoy the trip back to Michigan. We certainly appreciate you joining us. You did a heck of a job in the Winter Circle and the Paddock. Great job, Jessica. It was a pleasure having you. Thanks so much, and I'll be up there in a few. As soon as I find Amy Holly. All right. Well, Jessica, so Jessica's trying to track somebody else down. And uh, let's see, Mike Carter's still hanging in there. And uh, let's see if we can find Mike. Mike, you with us? Yeah, we're still here with you. Listen, it's been a fantastic night of live harness racing action. I actually just saw a wedding proposal down on the apron. Uh, the our viewers started playing the wedding march. And uh, so I had to stop and snap a picture. It's on our Twitter page at Post Time with Mike and Mike. And uh, listen, as I enter the roof area to see you guys, uh, it's been a long, long night, but it's been a lot of fun, Mike Bozich. And listen, thanks again to Garnett Barnsdale and Jessica Otten. Look at you guys giving me thumbs up. Thanks to Jessica uh, Otten and Garnett Barnsdale. Mike Bozich, this has been an absolute blast. Listen, Hoosier Park 2017, my friend. We're going. It's going to be a great time. Uh, we're actually planning uh, some more of these remotes. And uh, Yeah, and uh, well, like I said, we've got about five minutes left to go in the, uh, the broadcast, Mike. And I'm going to turn it over here to uh, Garnett. Uh, because uh, Garnett, now listen, they, they, you're what Mike just said. They're, everybody's having a good time down on the track haven. People are getting married and everything down there on the track haven. Must have uh, must have had the last couple of races. Must have hit the last couple of races and can actually afford it. Well, you know, I I did I did uh, propose to my wife in front of the winner's circle at Mohawk Raceway. That should have been her first indication, maybe to say no, but she didn't. Um, 
My final thoughts here, I think there was some sensational racing tonight. Uh, you know, the, the, the performances that most come to mind are the Tim Tietrich pick three of uh, Walner, Huntsville, and Bar Hopping, three sensational performances. Uh, Broadway Donna, I thought, was noteworthy with her her first up uh, race. And uh, Call Me Queen B with a massive first up trip. There was, a, you know, a lot of sensational racing here tonight. As always, uh, the Meadowlands did not disappoint. They treated us great, and uh, we got a great vantage point to watch this from, and I just feel very lucky to be part of it all. Guys, we're here with Justin Horowitz. We're kind of winding things down and closing out. Justin, uh, listen, man, we this night did not disappoint. Walner being the only horse that really walked off the page. Uh, what do you guys think of uh, how successful this night was? Uh, this was a lot of fun. I think going into tonight, I think we had a lot of races that at least on paper looked like they were going to be ultra competitive. Sometimes on Breeders' Crown Night, you have horses that have just dominated the division all season, and they become kind of walkovers. But like you're right, with the exception of Walner, who was much the best, I thought we had a lot of good racing tonight. Tim Tietrich with three straight wins, including the Walner victory i thought he was awesome and you always have the stars come out to play on breeders crown night now justin real quick uh while we still got about three minutes here i just want to talk briefly about the tvg it's coming up in a couple weeks uh tell our listeners what they have to look forward to so on november 12th we have the tvg free-for-all finals for the aged horses it's always uh, an exciting event i don't know what resolve would have been a horse in the trot but he was a little bit off his game on friday night in, in his race so we'll see if he comes back the pacers wiggle it jiggle it always be mickey let's see them one more time <laughs> Justin, thanks so much for all the hospitality. We really appreciate it. Thanks a lot, guys. All right, guys. Well, it has been a fun Breeders' Crown. I don't know about you guys, but uh, I have had an absolute blast. This has been uh, a chance of a lifetime. For Garnett Barnsdale, Jessica Otten, my good friend Mike Bozich, I'm Mike Carter. We'll see you next time live from the Breeders' Crown here at the Meadowlands. Good night, everybody. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.